2: salutations everybody it is maddie here today with episode <laughs> 103 of the ham radio podcast and it is me the lone pole wanderer and it's me acg all right we got cameras working loans here making the big sacrifice oh. bro
3: Six thirty uh, a.m fuck me <laughs> yeah so I got a nice, nice cup of coffee here <laughs> we oh uh... and sorry for the sorry for the glasses too ah oh. St- stayed up all night just bags Mm. exhausted so i was like oh Mm -hmm. i'll wear the glasses
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah we we fucked up though daylight savings happened in aussie town so um
1: it's ruined no and it only didn't just happen in in your guys's neck of the woods one week then the week after that it happened here in australia so that's fucked things up even more
2: i don't get that so (sighs) all of us are messed up but we we still got all of us together here to talk about the plethora of games games news but more so just uh when you look at the list we have, it's it's a, a lot of drama here. Uh, so it's mm-hmm. going to be an interesting episode for sure. But as always, if you guys want to get involved in the podcast, do consider supporting the Patreon. We also have all the mobile links down below if you want to listen on the go. And now let's get into it with our first topic. Let's talk about Project Scorpio. The specs were just revealed. We've heard uh-huh. a lot of good things. Uh, for me, it was a lot of foreign talk. I was not entirely familiar with a lot of what Digital Foundry <laughs> was revealing. I was like, uh-huh. I, I get yeah yeah you go and, uh, what i i picked up a couple of things from it but lone you have the specs up right now if you'd like to share them with the audience who um does understand that type of stuff fully
1: yeah so i'm gonna read them very verbatim technical okay not even i fully understand these specifics right but just I, for comparison's sake no <laughs> for comparison's sake i'll also list the ps4 pro specs so the Project Scorpio CPU has eight custom X eighty six cores clocked at twenty sorry two point three G H uh, S that's gigahertz right I don't yeah. gigahertz yeah nah, it's six know. thirty a m gigahertz uh, yeah <laughs> CPU forty customized compute units at uh, one thousand one hundred seventy two megahertz uh, memory twelve gigabytes of G D D R five RAM memory bandwidth is three hundred and twenty six gigabytes per second hard drive is one terabyte at 2.5 inches, and optical drive is a 4K UHD Blu-ray. And just to compare the PS4 Pro... CPU is 8 Jaguar cores, clocked at 2.1 gigahertz. GPU is 36 improved GCN compute units at 911 megahertz. Memory, 8 gigabytes of GDDR5 RAM. Memory bandwidth, 208, 218 gigabytes per second. Um, hard drive, 1 terabyte at 2.5 inches. And op- optical drive, just a Blu-ray. So, that's a lot of spef- spectacle technical (laughs) numbers and it's so early for me to understand this completely, but really the the point, the headline here, is that Project Scorpio is going to be able to handle native 4K resolution. Presumably, I'm going to say, for first party games, 60 FPS and for most third parties, it's going to be 30 FPS at 4K. That's that's my understanding.
2: So it's like a natural step up in a way. I'd like to... If I were to select I'd want all games at like sixty fps like if I were to it, pick it would be the lovely two, i at sixty fps it just it's so buttery you know Look, well, they they
1: had apparently so the entire story is Digital Foundry, who's renowned on the internet for breaking down the tech specs for games and for hardware there he was invited the the guy behind it to the Redmond Camp, campus yeah. Um at Microsoft Redmond campus to actually see the Project Scorpio in action, so we didn 't see you know the actual what the console looks like or anything like that. We just got a very technical breakdown of the specs and it's very he was they, he, they invited he actually saw,
2: out to break all the big news well, he 's
1: from euro Eurogamer, but he 's actually oh. building a bit of a following on um on YouTube, which is finally funnily so he 's kind of like i guess blurring the lines between youtube and and traditional journalist. But hmm. he saw a demo of Forza Horizon, which was running 4K 60fps. Uh,
3: he saw Forza. It was actually Forza 6. Forza 6,
1: sorry. It wasn't Horizon. That's all right. Um, and that was 4K 60fps. But Forza's a different beast. You know, you, you'd expect, even now, I believe, uh, Forza runs 1080p 60fps on the Xbox One. I don't know if that's the, I don't know if that's true, but it's just it's a different kind of graphical game compared to others. But apparently, the, the Project Scorpio has the ability to improve current Xbox One games and improve them to to 4K. Um, I was reading something about that, so it's very interesting. It's a very strong, powerful console to mm. say the least.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'd hope so. Um, it seems like at the end of the video, he, he confirmed he was like, "Yeah, this actually is the most powerful console." My question though is, with that power, obviously comes price, and they said that it was going to be for the premium, premium customer only. So I'm sitting here thinking, like, dude, how much money is this going to be? Uh, I-, I was thinking around maybe the five hundred, six hundred price point, but makes you wonder um, how much, how high they can go before someone says, "Should I just go buy a PC?" Because I right. think Microsoft has to be very wary of that. That if they start mm-hmm. liking it up too much. Um, and yeah. Obviously, they need to make money, so I completely get why they would. But you know, yeah. you you risk when you start raising that console market price so high that you might be eliminating people who would buy your system as a whole and just say, "I'll save a couple of extra hundred bucks and get a PC. We're good." Yeah. So Yeah.
1: Completely agree. And the the issue really, so the PS4 Pro at GameStop right now is about what three ninety nine. So let's say four hundred. I say that if the Project Scorpio really wants to be competitive, it can't be over five hundred. I, I understand it's an enthusiast console, but we, we we all saw what happened with the PS3 at launch, regardless Get you of jobs. The, yeah, regardless of the tech, uh, the the differences between the PS3 and Project Scorpio in terms of power, because it's obviously night and day. But we're just talking about specific prices here in the games console market. Something coming out at over five hundred dollars is a very tough sell because here's the yeah. real issue, and this is with me as, as an Xbox One owner, it's games because mm-hmm. right now, in, in terms of first-party exclusives, there's not that much on my Xbox One, to be frank.
3: Yeah. No, but I, and I agree, but um, the, one of the major reasons we're looking at this situation is because uh, the Xbox One doesn't have exclusives, so they want more yeah. power to be the third-party box. So Chicken it, and the egg. It's chicken and the egg, yeah, and so you have this situation where um, you have Microsoft going at a different rate than everybody else, something that Maddie and I and you have talked about multiple times, like you have a situation where Microsoft is like backwards compatibility and this and that, and, and it's a different overall ecosystem than the PS4. At PS4, they're a first party major provider of games, Well yeah. you know, Microsoft is not as much, but one of the things that I have to say, kudos to them for a couple things, and I sort of hashed on them a little bit on my podcast, but there's a couple things that are amazing to me. One, hard coded in 16 times filtering. So, if anybody plays a PS4 game or an Xbox One game, you already know what I'm talking about. Bilinear, trilinear filtering. Usually, it looks terrible. I mean, terrible. In fact, a lot of times people will say, oh, it's a bad texture, and they don't realize it's not a bad texture. The filtering is poor. So, Microsoft has built that into the chip. So, every single game that has any kind of filtering is immediately turned on to 16. That's huge. Uh, variable, yeah. variable V-Sync is huge. No more tearing.
2: So, That's when correct.
3: you right now, when you look at an Xbox One game, almost every time, it's either one of two things. 900p versus 1080p, or 1080p with tearing versus the PS4 with 1080p. So, much. The, the removal of that tearing is fantastic. Like, if those two things come to fruition, even backwards compatible stuff um, will mm. be, you know, really enjoyable. So, there, it's different. I mean, I get it, too, because I look at this and I'm seeing State of Decay, which I'm I'm supposed to go to Microsoft to do a thing at E3 with them about that, so I'm interested in State of Decay, but I know it's not for everybody. It's sold much better than I thought, strangely enough. Then you have mm. crack, Crackdown, which is somewhat a big title, depending on how it rolls out. Uh, so I get people's desire to like get more first party from Microsoft, but everybody I talk to, when we sit down and break it down, Mm. The the first parties become a little less important. And to give you an example, last fall was all Microsoft, and not a lot of people were th- thrilled about it. So first party doesn't necessarily always mean excellent either. Uh, uh, of you know, not.
2: you know. Sadly, I wish it did. Uh, Even though but yeah, those games that came out were very good. Aside from Recore, you know, yeah. uh, Forza Horizon yeah. Three was fantastic, and I liked so ReCore a lot. So me too. Yeah. But I mean, and, you uh, got to take an honest look at the the games that playstation has right now uh they're, they're kicking ass neo horizon persona 5
3: mm-hmm.
2: like i'm thinking i'm forgetting one other i think kingdom hearts was it um mm. yeah that's the only one other one that comes to mind but like i, I
1: also have crash bandicoot coming as well yeah, I think. they
2: have they have a, a lot and i mean it, it what's the difference is that a lot of the first party things that have come out like for example, Neo's not for everyone. That's a that's definitely like a niche yeah, genre. Of course. Um same thing Nier. with Persona. That's it, I think. Nier. Um Yeah. You know, these are all fantastic games. It's like you know, it's something for everybody. And so it can be said oh, in the future with Crash, Spider Man, you know, but, uh, obviously Hideo Kojima's upcoming game, I forgot the name of it. Which I think is way off. Yeah, I think it's way off. But I'm saying, though, that what we're seeing is, yeah, they're investing a lot in their first party. Maybe, like, a a, a Neo won't be for everybody, but there's something for everybody so far. Uh,
3: Yeah, and we should remember, those aren't first party. Those are exclusives. So so a lot of those titles. And um, yesterday, we had some developers in the Discord. We have four developers that work at, well... Pretty big companies, and uh, two of them were stating that at least three of their titles in the past two years have not been on the Xbox One due to power versus resources to get it to look good. And because of the Scorpio, they will be making those from now on. Mm. Um, so, uh, so when you look at true first party, then you look at exclusive, which are different, and then you look at second for uh, second party, which are you know paid for contractors making a game, and then you talk third party. Um, I think that, in all honesty, like the Xbox One really hammered the shit out of them. It wasn't super powerful. The eSRAM was hard for people to get a hold of and, and figure mm. out. It's PS3 and this is this gen. yeah, exactly. That's a that's a ex- exactly a that's like a really good comparison. That's what it is. And um, and so there's a lot of things that I think Microsoft did well, and the developers we talked to, some of them knew about it. Some of them are just as new as we are. Mm. Uh, a couple a couple things they were stoked about, but there was some confusion, is like the DirectX on the chip. So, DirectX has been on the chip. Has been asked for. I think the first time I ever heard anybody talk about it was Carmack in the 360 days when he said he hopes that in the future, the you know they, they could do some baking in of the, the API for the graphics card into the chip, um, so that one instruction meant hundred thousand somewhere else. And so, I, a lot of the developers I talked to were like, if it's what they say it is. And, and it works out and it works for your engine, it's going to be a massive, like we're talking a, a massive optimization that is nowhere else. So so there's some cool little bits to it, um, but it all does come down to the games. And it's like, so, I mean, the the fact is we haven't heard Microsoft buying anybody, right? I mean, haven't. Like, so the only thing is you have an Obsidian situation, but Microsoft canceled Scalebound and whatever tyranny turned into... Uh, the, before tyranny turned into it they cancelled that with obsidian I'm a little nervous Microsoft isn't looking I, I'm okay if they're looking and haven't found what fits them but I'm a little nervous that like they're not looking at all mm-hmm. a- and then it's like third party looks pretty good on the pro uh, but you have the exclusives or you have the uh, Scorpio which looks really good but you don't have any Like, yeah. you know
0: that's I'm spirit. trying to, to
1: to be as positive as I can here because my guess is going to be that, of course, at, at E3 this year, they're going to make Project Scorpio at their conference somewhat of a focus. But I think personally, and, and I might be wrong on this, that they're somewhat holding out on making big announcements until um, their pre- press conference. Because if you remember yeah. Sony's press conference, like, holy shit, it was just... Bam, trailer, bam, trailer, bam, trailer. Like yeah. They just fucking kicked off
2: like Days us. Gone,
1: Spider-Man. Yeah. Was... So many different things. They had Death Stranding, you know, even though that's ways off, but it was a very, very good conference. Very different, but it was still good nonetheless. So I'm thinking maybe Microsoft is taking cues from Sony in that regard. They're going to talk about Scorpio. We all know that. Yeah. But then they're going to be like, all righty, here's a, a fresh, shiny new console. Bam trailer, bam trailer, bam trailer. Here's a bunch of exclusive games that that we have that we've remained silent on because we wanted to make a splash at E3.
2: Yeah, what they're doing I'd imagine is the reason they're announcing this tech stuff um so early I think and so early. kind of out of the blue is because they're going to let the news run its cycles and stuff and most importantly is because we were talking about E3 is they're getting All the shit that, um, I don't want to say no one cares about, but when you watch E3, you're watching for the games, I'd say. Um, we've seen what happens when you got Sony coming out, pimping their numbers. We got X amount of players on PlayStation this year, and we're the best-selling console, again, and, you know, we've seen them do it a million and one times. We've seen what happens when you do a PS Pro reveal, and it's, like, just all tech, tech, tech. It's- interesting if you're into it but for the most part like i said e3 is the place i think most people associate with i want to see what big games are coming this fall and into next year and Mm. when you announce all these specs when you let everyone know what it is that removes that from the e3 show so now all you have to do is show up to e3 give us a price give us a release date and show us the damn games that are going to be on the thing and what's getting upscaled on there so i think what they're trying to do is is clear out the schedule so that yeah. this E3 can be a lot of games. And, and games also as imagine, well,
1: so. n- not to, to say, oh, everyone's a, a fucking idiot, but, like, the E3 audience, I, I, I think, it's not that they don't even understand this, but they're no, not going to care not. about it. It's got, oh, 1,100 you know, gigahertz what you to or whatever. See,
2: you, know? you know, if you want to watch a tech show or, or get a look at behind-the-scenes stuff, like, I mean, there's, like, GDC and stuff um you and
1: you watch digital foundry yeah
2: yeah or that you know there there are many sources for that it's just that i think e3 you know is the the big demo it's it's the week of like all these huge game reveals you know it's an exciting time for just gamers in general so it's like i'm not saying that tech stuff doesn't belong there but it's it's just that there's it's a good idea to get it out of the way now you know because people who are interested will find out about it within the next two months that's a guarantee
3: yeah, and I also like the fact that, that Microsoft, for a lot a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times, uh, announces and then it's released pretty quickly. Not always pretty quickly, but they do, they do a fairly okay job with that now. And so what I'm hoping for at this E3, they don't need to cover a ton of games because we've seen that bullshit before, where some games get lost because there's so many games. Like, I know that a lot of people are hyped up on the one Sony uh, uh, E3 where they did trailer after trailer. I can't remember a single thing that happened during those trailers because there's so many. It was just mm. – which is great. What a, what a great problem to have. But at the same time, it <laughs> doesn't allow for the developer – and this is something I hear from developers. It doesn't allow a developer to percolate fan interest if no one can fucking remember what game it was. Yeah, like the, only the game snowy that game. that really does
2: stick <laughs> out to me
3: was, yeah, Spider-Man, was Spider-Man. And Spider-Man. 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 That was Spider-Man. the
2: only one that I like when I thought of Sony's press conference last year like i remember just a bunch of people like telling me they're like dude spider-man just got announced by insomniac i was like that is a match made in fucking heaven um mm. so yeah but yeah. like outside of that Days has gone crash like it, it's just a, a select few um yeah but i think that kind of goes back to what i said earlier is that there was something for everyone um but
1: it's, it's really it's... about having a, a loaded card in your press conference and, and... I don't know. I, I remember watching Microsoft's conference, and they had they were talking about Sea of Thieves, right? I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. And they were they, they went into a little that's bit of detail. One that's
2: been in development for a while.
1: It wasn't just a trailer. They were like, let, let's show like four Let's players or something playing this game together, which is how you would typically play the game. Which was a, I, I guess, a good representation. But it still, I think, dragged on a little bit. And so the problem is you need to find a happy medium between just showing a trailer and you know, having this kind of elongated let's play or gameplay demo. And I think that if the trailer is good enough, and even if you, you know, show a little bit more of a gameplay and it's not just trailer, trailer, trailer like Sony, then people that are interested enough will look at other areas, will look at you know, an IGN, GameSpot, etc. that are covering E3 to actually find more gameplay about that game if it exists. So, and it, it, I just watched, for example, it's a bad ex- uh, comparison, but WrestleMania, right? And there's like, uh, God knows how many fucking different matches on there that each of them went for like 10 to 15 minutes. And you don't really necessarily remember specific matches because there were so many and that was so short. And I guess that's going to Carrick's point about Sony's pre- press conference. Nothing really stands out. When it's, that wasn't bad. <laughs> that's, that's a really good it, point if you watch WrestleMania. It's so saturated, right? Yeah no but that's that exactly right so you you can't necessarily have your your 30 minute spectacle if there's just so many other 10 minute matches that need to take place that's pretty much what it is
2: yeah I so saw the yeah. hardys came back and fucking do off oh, the top of a ladder yeah. i was like holy
3: shit that was wild <laughs> uh, <laughs> um it, it's it's interesting to me because uh talking to developers yesterday like right after they said it a lot of the developers were like This is the first time a company has ever said, come and look at our shit and just talk about it. There's no secret, like, we're doing this, we're going to talk about some efficiencies later. But it was pretty cool to see a company, you know, because Sony's announcement of the PS4 Pro was like, here's checkerboarding. They had Cerny out there, and you're like, oh, my God, don't talk anymore. Like, (laughs) this is terrible.
2: Man's a um, genius,
3: but he is the not built for that type of stuff 'cause Dude, every genius can't talk. That's yeah, how it goes, put, right? Put kids to sleep. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, and, and not in a good way. So you have this situation where I I'm personally happy that they were like, here's the hardware generally. You know the speed, you know the CUs, um, you know, you know how it was all generally put together and you can dive into that if you want. And then yeah, E three, we've moved our E three away from the typical Monday morning. Um, right, because they moved to Sunday, yeah, isn't that Sunday right?
2: At Two p.m. Eastern Standard
3: or uh, Pacific. And I, sorry, and I think um, at least the rumor. Well, yeah, I'll just end it there. I, there's some, <laughs> um, but there, I, I think that what you will see, what you will see is, uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to say this without like breaking. It, what what I hope you will see is a little bit more of the openness of Microsoft towards letting non-Microsoft uh, titles be shown. Not a Call of Duty situation yeah. where we're all fucking climbing with our little hammers and shit on snow. But, <laughs> but like let some of the more unique games go. And they've got this long space now. They've got more space. And so my hope is we get these <laughs> slightly eclectic games um, that, that come out yeah. and, and and we get to see them at E3. and And that does cause you to go... Oh, if this weird game's on there, then I'll look here, and it looks really cool. And the thing about Microsoft, hats off to them—they haven't released good games every time, but they have tried. Recore was an attempt, a solid attempt at something incredibly unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was mm-hmm. not fun. It was not that good. Quantum Break—I actually think a lot of parts of Con- Quantum Break are superb, but I wasn't a big fan of the game.
2: Yeah, um,
3: I so like they've that been a lot,
2: but I can yes. see how people. I can see how people wouldn't strike a, a chord with certainly. Exactly. Things. And you
3: can see how they're sort of they you can tell they're sort of chipping away. They gave Scalebound a lot of time to see if that would work out. Pirates, yeah, I think patient. when you guys see see Thieves, I think of you guys just said seems to be in development for a long time. So, it'll be fun <laughs> to see like them coming out and be like, "We've got the most powerful system and here are the games." And hopefully, yeah. they're they're awesome. And, I mean, and this is one of the issues, right? I mean, it
1: I, I think people need to understand that creating a new ip is so fucking risky and nine oh, times yeah. out of ten like i know that we've just had horizon zero dawn and a bunch of you know brand new games and brand new ips come out and be a hit but in most instances usually the first game in a franchise is the shittest game in the franchise or it's not that good yeah. look You're at right. borderlands one look at assassin's creed one look right. look at a bunch of games that started eh, and then improved significantly yeah. mm-hmm. and recall has the potential to do that quantum Break has the potential to do that so uh, it's one of those situations where obviously microsoft being in the position it is it can't just like be completely irrational with the decisions it makes but it can still take some risks in in having a a few first party exclusives that the first game might not be that great let's be honest but it, it would improve with with next iterations
3: so here's what's a question to you guys so i just found out i'm a big fan of state of decay I know that uh, for, mm. for a fact that Maddie is. And I randomly went to their wiki and found out they sold like five or six million copies, way more than I thought. Five wow. times what I thought. That's yeah. Wow. That's and
2: I s- thought that'd be around the one or
3: two. That's Holy what I thought too. So when I was talking to PR and have been talking to some people on the side about it about like coverage and, and for number two, I was like, is this a secret? Now I want to make sure people don't I'm not saying this is a horizon, because Horizon sold more as a single platform than Andromeda did in the UK that shows how powerful Horizon is. But yeah. I'm not saying it's that. But so I'm Horizon wondering... So a sequel. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, it, it's weird, because State of Decay is like this hidden... Everybody I talk to is like, I loved it, but you never hear anybody talk about it. Yeah. Like they're, unless yeah. they're prompt, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, is this a hidden game where if that got released and had the base moving and this and that, is that a game that, even though it's a zombie game, people are like, this is a, a, Dude, are a so Resident Evil killer, maybe? <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. but, you know, so it, it's weird. And then they've got some other stuff in their stable. A couple of days ago, we were looking at IPs that Microsoft owns, like outright owns, and it's... I'm surprised. I'm surprised we haven't seen a ton of these. I mean, they have some Cotar. insanely good IPs. Knock it off. I don't want to see... I'm sorry. I, right now, I would... I don't necessarily want to see anybody make a KOTOR. No, code no code I agree. But if,
2: they, if they remastered and just <laughs> left it as is... Oh. Yeah. you know or not remaster up res uh, uh, or, yeah.
3: or what about a remaster where they just went in and they they rebuilt the levels with better yeah no i'd you know, be fine with that things.
2: i just i get i get really nervous when yeah, i hear too. the word remaster because that means they're gonna they're gonna start tweaking things to, to bring in uh, here's all, new gameplay new. no yeah, yeah. No. it's <laughs> like don't don't change it don't change it please and, and that's that's why i was like i just wanted to take the games make them look a little shinier fucking sell them again for and like, then- 20, 40 bucks. I don't know.
3: I have two questions for you guys. One, what do you think about one terabyte as a hard drive? Because on my podcast, everybody's bitching, and I, I didn't. Yeah, I was going to say that's kind of that crazy. That it's too low. I was going to say. Too, I guess. Yeah.
2: Well, here's the thing: is that I thought, okay, we we started off. Let's go back to the three sixty. Like when I had eighty gigabytes, I was like, that's that's a good size. I'm I'm pretty happy with that. <laughs> one twenty gigabytes. Uh, yeah, I'm not even kidding now. My then flash drive. You hear, and then you hear. <laughs> You hear the PS4 has got like 500. You're like, oh, that's great. But then the games start getting bigger. You find out like one of the launch titles, Killzone, 55 or something like that gigabytes, and you know that's without the DLC or the updates. Um, and so I feel like to see my, you know, thing is going to repeat itself now. Even though we have one terabyte hard drives with our Xbox One Slim, our PS4 Pro, and if now PS4 does support external hard drives, which I've hooked up to mine. Um, now we're going to, I think, have the same issue, where games are going to get bigger, they're going to have more download and install space taken up, and in turn, that one terabyte might shrink and not be as big as what we thought it was. Like the I said, because I would yeah.
1: You've made a good point, though, that now with both Xbox One and PS4 Pro, or PS4, that you can have uh, external hard drives. Mm-hmm. And I'm t- if you're talking about a base console, like at, at, at a base price, then one terabyte is... is Probably on, on the money, I think. Because oh, then. Yeah, like, I'm not it, complaining.
2: It, I'm just saying that. I, no, no, I no. no. Foresee, I'm not like, saying you are. Issue yeah, again. no,
1: you, you're right, though. Like, even now with my, with my Xbox One, it's 500 gigabytes because it's a day one. But I am mm-hmm. finding that there are uh, memory issues on there, right? right. Uh, fucking the other day, I was watching Netflix and it updated during a Netflix movie. But let, let's not talk about that. But <laughs> my, my hard drive is filling up pretty fast. And of course, as games get bigger, as you download more games, even one terabyte is going to seem small. However, there is the feature of having external hard drive support. And, yeah. I, and I still believe in the PS4 Pro that you can also still get internal hard drives too. Um, so there's that option.
3: So I have a question then after all this. Um, they did not show, discuss, or anything the controller. And the plain and simple fact is I want an Elite as the pack in. It's not going to happen. I just, I trust it's, not, it's too with expensive. Their controllers. It's, I, I it's way too expensive. Oh, I love Microsoft yeah. controllers. I'm... So do I. And I would love to see an Elite in the package, baby. (laughs) Take one for the team, Microsoft.
0: (laughs) Actually,
1: no, no, no. I'll I'll tell a funny story because I've been playing a lot of my Nintendo Switch. And Uh I, I love a bunch of things about it. I like the Pro Controller. But, but, but holy shit, holding just the Joy-Cons. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's actually because they're so small and because Painful. particularly the right joystick, I don't know what it is, but it's You like, and I
3: talked about this, Sloan. Yeah, right we talked joystick. about this. Yeah. It's
1: like kind of too... It's, too, awkward. Low. it's <laughs> too low. It's too low. It is. And my um, ring finger on my right hand has actually gotten very sore. I actually went to the doctor and said my... Right, my right ring finger is not improving. It's uh, is there a fucking form of arthritis here? Video game wounds. But I'm not even joking. Like, it it was really exacerbated once I started playing the Switch because of the shape of that controller. And I don't know whether, you know, if you have smaller hands, it's better and things like that. But that's been happening with me. But I never have those issues with an Xbox One controller because it's so big.
2: And the battery's really (laughs) good. See, those original Xbox, that controller, that fucking
3: behemoth, that... Knock someone out with it. Fuck me. Pressing buttons like a fucking (laughs) arcade (laughs) pad. Now, now... (laughs) You guys know I love the Duke, so I got big meat-eating hands, so I'm that's I'm a great. huge fan. But uh, yeah, I wanted to see what you guys thought. I know no one's going to b- agree with me that they should pack an elite because it costs so much. But um, goddamn, I'd like an elite. It would oh, it, uh, it would be lovely.
1: But they they always seem to be in hardware shortages with the with the elite. Like I, I I, just, I don't seem to be able to find them anywhere. And no. whether that's because they, they don't make that many, because maybe there's not that big of a market for it. To be honest, well, right now, be, I don't... They
2: are making so many controller modifications. They, uh, they announced another new one. I, I forgot what it was the other day. Though. Well, they, they, they announced different colors. No, there was colors, but there was like a different new controller. Not like on the, on the level of an elite, but like Microsoft is making another new controller. Because people were making really? fun of that. Yeah, people were making fun of that too. And it's was, a
3: scratch and sniff.
2: I forgot what it was. Because <laughs> Connor told me about it. And he he thinks the fucking Microsoft controllers are sick all the time. Uh, uh, for me, I, like, I, my philosophy is like I want a nice controller mechanically, but like I don't need to pay for the cool cosmetics because I'm looking at yeah. the fucking screen, not my controller, right? Um, I don't know, unless, man. I like unless, to unless, have a nice skin. Okay, but if someone's looking at me playing all the time, sure, yeah, I want to pimp that new fucking controller, but I'm in my room by myself most of the time. So. Okay,
1: yes. Yeah, so, so we have the um, Xbox One Recon Tech Controller.
3: Yeah, what the fuck? It. It's just it. a, it's just a skin and some tactile. I think it's stuff. just
1: a skin. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but like, I, wrong, I, I I've got like a, it's called Dusk Shadow for my Xbox One controller. It's kind of like this blue that fades into black. Maybe it tastes it's like so lemon cool. if,
3: you t- if you touch it with your tongue it, or something. Yeah, yeah, if you, yeah, if you
1: scratch it, it smells like uh, morning
3: breeze. <laughs> like, yeah, that'd be no, awesome. That it's a Febreze, me, a Febreze controller.
2: It reminds me of uh, when Sony said that they were testing out things, and before they settled on a touchpad, they had a fucking thing that created smells to replicate yeah. shit in game. I was like, you know, that's, I, that's disgusting. I was, um, I was uh, so wrong. I was watching this. Yeah.
1: I was watching this video, right? <laughs> It was as a video or as a podcast, and they were talking about developing the xbox one controller and essentially, what they did, they got a bunch of their engineers into a room and just said, "Go crazy with your ideas, think yeah. of a bunch of wacky shit, and then they 'll narrow it down to something obviously it 's just a pretty standard controller, but they kind of encourage that weird uh, thinking and innovation before like I guess in the concept stage before they actually set on the controller, so like Maddie said, like the scratch and sniff, like uh different yeah, you know, I guess well, that's how, feelings uh... for the for the controller.
3: Yeah, that's how the triggers, the feedback triggers, which I'm gonna tell you, when they announced that, I laughed my head off. I'm like, feedback control or feedback triggers the <laughs> yeah, dumbest feedback. thing ever. And then the moment I start playing like a Forza and I get feedback, oh, I'm like, amazing. Oh my god, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm one of those people that likes Microsoft and Sony stuff and so I. but I was like, What that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard of <laughs> You know, and then you play it and you're like, Okay, maybe scratch Yeah Yeah. Yeah,
2: I wonder just how many, like, wild ideas have been canned that we don't know about. You know, we, we saw that interview with uh, Fergus Urquhart and how he said, like, so many new IPs and stuff that you never heard yeah. of have been canned. And I, I wonder, like, when it comes to those ideas of, like, oh, a controller that creates smell and, and so on. Like, I, I wonder how many of those types of fucking insane ideas that should never see the light of day were, like, put to the side.
1: I'd love well, to be a fly on the wall in the, in those meetings, to be honest. Yeah.
3: Right. Well, look at like the Dreamcast. I mean, the Dreamcast had the VMU, which is way ahead of its time. When you look at like a a, a system that old, mm. and it had a fucking little memory thing with games that you could play on it, and I mean, it was just crazy. And so I think some of them I get love through. The Dreamcast, you know, though, dude. I, I so mean, do I. Uh, yeah, so I, do I. I know
2: I it's... was in the minority for that time period at least, but oh. um, that shit was awesome. Shenmue. Most of the
3: people I knew loved it. Yeah, Shenmue mm. Two was even better. Yeah, um, how's I, I think, I, I think with this, with the Scorpio, like the one thing that matters to me the most, getting back all the way back onto just the hardware and the system and all that mm. stuff, is, um, it it looks to me, it looks to me, and it's certainly what Digital Foundry said, which is that Microsoft went and looked at every game that currently runs and found out mm. what what was bottlenecking it, and then and then emulated getting it to 4K. What would bottleneck that? And, and, and tried to basically make it so that they could do it. Uh, I, I think we have to just educate gamers for one second here. Whenever you hear anybody say 4K, 60 frames per second, uh, <laughs> in all honesty, uh, my PlayStation 1 could do that, depending on what the game was going to look like. So we all need to remember that if you treat the Xbox Scorpio, the PS4, and the PS4 Pro as SKUs, low, medium, high, like a PC when you're choosing your different options... You're going to be a far happier person. But if you start comparing a $500 closed system to your $700 video card with your $400 CPU and your DDR4 RAM, then the expectations that they are equal, uh, is that's on you. That's your mistake. That's not the, the company's mistake. And as long as you get that, you can sort of understand what they're trying to do, how they're trying to deliver it, how the PS4 went towards delivering what they thought would be good with the butterfly design and the and, and the higher resolutions, maybe not so much frame rates. I will say this. Lone was saying he wants 60. Matt wants 60. I want 60. If you look at the PS4 Pro, PS4 Pro has has a couple games that it has doubled the frame rate, which surprised me. I even talked yeah. about this. I was and the Xbox 1 its bandwidth is insane even developers i talked to was like they're not they're not going to hit 328 there's like they were like and make it in the system and for the cost that makes sense and so far until we know exact cost they've done the hardware and got it there um i'm actually really impressed by some of that kind of stuff like the bandwidth it's funny cuz they did all these announcements and i was like that's awesome that's awesome that's just this normal gpu we know about and then they got to the bandwidth and i was like whoa that's I mean, I think the PS4 Pro is 218, right? So it's 218 versus 328. I mean, that's that is a massive amount of bandwidth, and Mm. that that of course, as anybody knows, is how the entire system talks. So if that was slower, everything would be like that is that's really sort of your core. It's sort of the engine of your car down the freeway kind of thing, and uh, that's exciting for me. Like that that I want to see how that sort of like what does that allow? Does it allow for 4K 60 to look pretty good? Also. The RAM, I don't know if you guys you know, really care about the RAM, but the 12 versus 8. When I yeah. talked to developers, they had all said the same thing, that they needed exactly one to two more gigs to get 4K textures on their games on the PS4 Pro that wasn't there. And so the Scorpio should allow for real 4K. Now, yeah. what that means is they were pseudo taking 2K and they were like, you know, doing some adjustments, calling it a 4K texture, which it may not be. So the extra RAM is cool too. Like, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how that helps, if it does. Mm.
1: So, so it seems that, you know, with, with any game that comes out, we are going to be getting native 4K. It seems that as well, with games that have already been uh, released on the Xbox One, and even with um, backwards compatible games yeah. through the Xbox One, that they're going to be improved somewhat. So I'm going to be assuming that they're to different extents. My hope with the the Project Scorpio is that it can do, if it can't do 4K 60fps and it's mostly 4K 30, that they can do 1080p 60fps. Because I think that would still be a good value proposition for people that don't have a 4K TV, but still want double the frame rate. Because like you, you guys know... It's night and day difference when you play a 30 frames per second game versus a 60 FPS game. It can be the exact same textures. It can even be slightly lower textures, but it looks 10 times better. And I think a lot of people out there would be willing to make that uh, purchase if it means that they just get double the frame rate straight
3: away. And I, I, I think that's correct. We already know that everything will be downscaled to 1080p, even if you have a 1080p TV. So it'll be 4K downscaled. So, so those are going to look awesome anyway. If anybody's seen yeah. like 4K downscaled to 1080, that's insane. It, it takes away a lot of aliasing. Those kind of things would be great. I, awesome. I, I'm I'm hoping we do see Microsoft sort of say, okay, listen, we don't have to meet Ultra on a PC because some my, my 1080 can't meet Ultra on some PC games. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so we don't need to do that. Hopefully Microsoft is like, what we want is we want 4K 60 on this. Now, I agree with you guys. 60 is awesome, but I will also say it depends on the game. Because if I'm playing Persona, I don't necessarily need 60. And Neo, Neo sort of disappointed me in one weird way. And and since you guys, I think have both played it, I I don't know if you guys agree with this, but when I turned it on 4K or or the higher res with uh, with the extra effects, I liked the look of that more than 60. Even though 60 was easier to play because effects were turned off, it wasn't just texture res. It was like, you know, they had they had lower pass uh, quality on shadows. So I uh, hope we don't see that, right? Like that yeah, would. True. If, if if you're playing a game and there's not as much rain or not as many shadows, that I don't, man, I'm not. I, yeah. I would rather have them. Yeah,
2: we, we. I guess what then what I would be saying in response to that is, is something that would offer a product that doesn't cut corners on yeah. both, both ends of the spectrum looks wise and 60 fps wise exactly right i guess when you get rid of that 60 fps you can always have the ability to make something look better so Mm -hmm. i think even if there wasn't a corner cut you could still argue that a game could try to look better maybe i hope
3: so i hope so yeah yeah Yeah, it's looks great yeah it it does i'm i'm super excited for the stuff they built in hardware wise like even the speed is great but to me like the the filtering I don't know, filtering bothers me. It probably doesn't bother a lot of, a lot of people, but filtering is one of the things I notice the moment I'm reviewing a game. Mm, yeah. And um, you should post the picture, Maddie, that I posted in your guys' Discord, because somebody was asking me what filtering was. Oh, and yeah, I posted yeah, yeah. it. A, and he was like, holy shit! Yeah, that, I, yeah. Now I see what you mean. What the hell? You know, <laughs> from bilinear to, to 16 times. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be cool. HDR, of course. And then, and then the best thing ever Atmos. I'm I'm just joking. I think it's awesome, but um, when you have like know, you height for is. your sound, so basically five point one, seven point one Atmos adds a height to your sound. So uh... you use two speakers, and so a bullet will go over your head. And I have sat in theaters Fucking and wait. It's it's it is that's exactly it. It's beyond <laughs> belief. I mean, when you hear a bullet go, and you know it's not fake pseudo, right? You hear that thing going wait. over your head. Ooh, You're just yeah. like the shit happened, you know, um, that is such a cool step. Sound is finally mattering to these companies. Absolutely. And and I'm stoked for that.
2: Because I always say that, you know, the visual stuff can always bring you to one place but it's the sound that always takes it to the next level
3: you bet it is. is yeah you bet it said, is.
2: is that it's that final piece of the puzzle that you, you might not pick up on but it just it completes the whole experience if even or if ruins attention. it yeah or ruins it that's definitely true <laughs> when you you've
3: can, got a dice game and then you've got everybody else's games <laughs> Like, i don't know why dice doesn't just sell out their audio department as well as they do sometimes i'm yeah. like i wish call of duty would be like hey guys i know we're competitors but can you come fix our sound <laughs> <That'd
2: be too laughs> they're, they're
3: it's insane they're that they're That's that good brilliant.
2: but uh that'll any other thoughts on the scorpio
1: no i'm, just, I'm looking forward to it
2: cool yeah, yeah so too. let's talk about the next thing uh going away from the scorpio fair use on youtube now i didn't catch many of your guys conversations so i'll probably be quiet for most of this because I, I don't even know how or why this has popped up
3: uh, it was about persona it was about, you have the so, game at, you have oh, the game yeah. i didn't uh, want to so,
2: read that post because i didn't want anything <laughs> spoiled for me dude i'm so serious about that game. oh no that's all right yeah, so persona, was like you know they're, they're putting streaming <laughs> guidelines and, and youtube guys it's like they're obviously gonna ruin shit by saying, hey, don't show this or that. It's like, I don't I don't want to know. I'm not going to fucking no, They, they kind
3: of did, it's, yeah. yeah. It's so like telling terrorists like, how to blow shut up by saying how shit was blown up. And you're like, <laughs> would you shut up and not say that out loud on TV? So all it was is it's it, – so even game sharing is turned off uh, after the first five minutes. So you have like five or ten minutes at the starting. And then what they did is they released this big diatribe where it's like – you can do this kind of streaming, but you know, it, up to this point. But if you stream past this point, I'm warning you. It was a personal thing, which was really weird. It wasn't like, mm-hmm. please watch out. It was like I am warning you. I don't know who this guy thought he was, but it was like I am warning you. There's a chance we'll copyright strike you, blah blah blah. And so, and then I was asking um, Lone in the Twitter yesterday, uh, you know, about it and stuff, and he was saying that technically, I think you were saying that currently there isn't a a case for fair use yet, right?
1: Yeah, because it was really the problem. It, because when, when this, uh, these guidelines were released, people were getting pretty upset. They were saying, well, you can't do this. Um, this is fair use. Let's playing video games and streaming video games is considered fair use, blah, 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 blah. But the problem is is that it's not that cut and dry. I'm sure right. that you, there's, an, a, there's an argument that can be made that let's playing games and streaming games is considered fair use. But we haven't, to my knowledge, in any US court, seen a, a case... That, you know, where a, a Let's Player has streamed a game um, and it's taken to court over copyright infringement and they've successfully used a defense of fair use in response to that. And because we haven't had that, we are operating in a very legally grey area with regards to, to Let's Playing because people need to, to be very clear. There's, a, there's kind of like a long standing phrase or notion in the law of the shield and the sword. And fair use is a shield, it's a defense, it's not a source of attack. So you can't just go on flaunt your, your fair use rights to, to people and say, I can do whatever I want, I have fair use. It's in gotcha. the circumstance where, you, where a case is brought against you for copyright infringement. And you say, well, while I have infringed your copyright, there is this exception, that's actually an exception to copyright infringement, so long as my use is fair. And in fact, we don't know whether let's playing a video game would be considered fair use, because Let's playing differs so much. I mean, you can have very long form Let's Plays with very minimal editing that, that show all the cutscenes and all the story spoil, spoilers. Right. And then you can also have very short Let's Plays that are very highly edited that don't show much spoilers or don't show, show much cutscenes. And those two are, are very different cases that are probably going to get different results if it's taken to a court over fair use. And then let's not even get started about streaming, because streaming is showing the entire game from top to bottom. So you have to, so you have to ask, you know, right now, it's not clear-cut that Let's Playing Video Games is fair use, and even if it was brought to a court, we don't know if we'd get that decision or not.
0: Mm-hmm. All right.
1: Really, that's the issue here. <laughs> so, so people that were getting angry uh, about, you know, uh, outlets saying there are these review guidelines, they're in their rights to do that, because that's one of the exclusive rights that you have. Um, as the copyright owner, you can say, um, if you want to produce derivative works like a Let's Play is, you have to follow these guidelines because they have the the exclusive right to authorize the production of derivative works, such as a let's play. And again, fair use operates as an exception to that, but we don't know whether let's playing is a is a fair use exception. People keep saying, you know, let's argue that, let's say that let's plays are transformative. Let's say that you're creating something different when you let's play a game, and that's one element a court's going to consider over four. Like it, it's a balancing act. You have to also ask it. When people watch this Let's Play, is it substituting for the market of the game? So in other words, is, if you watch a Let's Play of a game, and this could be, depend on the game as well, especially if a game is very spoiler heavy or very sto- story heavy, if by watching the Let's Play of the stream, does that mean you're not going to go out and purchase and play the game yourself? That might not be the case for Minecraft. It could be the case of Bioshock that's very story heavy. And then there are other factors as well that you need to consider on top of that. There's like four different factors plus others that are weighed together and the conclusion is made. So it's going you know, to differ on a case-by-case basis.
3: In a weird way, what you're talking about, and I want to see if you guys agree, but in a weird way, it sort of reminds me of the piracy question, which is like, if a person pirates it, were they ever going to buy it? I can tell you, I've never in my life heard anybody say, oh, I watched it on YouTube, I'm not going to go buy it. Now, I've seen people post that on comments, but what I mean is mm-hmm. real people that I know, I've in ne- a matter of fact, I've heard people say, I'm going to buy this cheaply, but I'm going to watch the video now, or whatever. So, I mean, uh, like... I wish we did have a use case because that's I yeah. think what's bothering me so much is like it, it's it is open and there is a gray area and so there's something that I was talking to with Maddie prior to the podcast is I just don't like gray areas. I fucking hate them. And oh in uh, the law they're it, terrible when it comes to creation. <laughs> and in the law they're terrible, yeah. And so I was talking to you and you were like, actually there's no blah blah blah. And I was like, motherfucker. Like how, and this how is the can issue, there be right? no law by now? Like, And, how, and, and you know what now? the funny thing is, uh Carrick,
1: even if we were to have a case for fair use yeah. over let's <laughs> playing, go to the court, it's not going to be determinative for all let's plays. Right. So I think what people <laughs> think that if, if we get a case that goes to the court and let's say it's a very um it's over one let's play video and it's highly edited, there's a lot of jump cuts, and let's say the court happened to have found to find, sorry, that fair use existed in that scenario. Right. That is going to be a determination for that one very specific case ah! and those very specific facts. <laughs> and while it might be helpful or illustrative for other Let's Plays, you can't just cut and paste that decision for for completely different style of Let's Plays because, again, you're weighing sense. up those factors.
0: Yeah,
1: um, makes- and, and this is not going to change unless like legislation is completely changed. So we have one provision that says any form of Let's Playing video games in all circumstances is considered fair use, and we're never going to get that.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
2: so, I mean, it's... What's, uh... what's strange about Persona 5's guidelines is that 4 is, and 3 are, like... What, what Persona's known for on YouTube, not only is it a really popular Let's Play game because of the, all the choices you can make and seeing, like, what people establish, what relationships with which characters, mm. but it's also it's a funny game you know each persona has a ton of like hilarious moments and you you can search them up like clip by clip all over youtube for each of the games so it's just kind of wild to see them after seeing a ton of youtube success through persona see it go the opposite way especially because when you fire up the game on ps4 it, it says like you can't share gameplay, like it says, you can no longer broadcast the gameplay, like, I've seen other games, like, for example, Dragon Ball Z Universe 2, I remember when it went to, like, an animated cutscene, it would stop the the gameplay recording, whatever, fine, you know, you you probably invested more money in that cutscene, because it's an an anime, sure, whatever, but um, even with Persona 5, like, I'll get a trophy, and I'll go to view that trophy, and it'll say, I cannot take a screenshot right after that, like, they don't even take screenshots for your trophies, like, all sharing is pretty much cut off. I don't know if you can share screenshots in general with the game. I haven't tried yet because I don't want to spoil it for anyone else. But it, it's just it, its fascinating to me with um, how how backwards it is from what they've done in the past, you know? It, it, especially with the series' growing popularity. You know, this is going to be the biggest Persona game, uh, probably the best-selling one. It's like, don't you want this to be the one that blows open the gates? You know, four and four golden... Uh, really brought a lot of popularity to franchise, but five is the chance to set into the mainstream. Um, mm, right. It, and know,
1: and this, really is to, this is going to uh, you know, a, a very different discussion, not on the law, but as a business decision, Whether because, again, as a copyright owner, you have the right to do this, to authorize Let's Plays and to authorize derivative works, such as Let's Plays and streaming. And the problem is that comes down... To the individual publisher, so when you have a Nintendo t- take the actions they they do because they've made the bus- business decision in their own mind as has Atlas with persona five and and you like while you can disagree with that you can't disagree with the law because the law is what it is mm-hmm. um, so I, I guess when when people are getting upset at Atlas over Persona Five, sure, you know, get get upset over what they're specifically doing, but don't say that. Oh, wait, it's fair use. Well, don't say you can't do that. You don't have the right to do that because they do have the right to do that. Absolutely,
2: it's just a silly choice. Is the and,
1: and that's yeah, where the discussion should be had. Yeah. No, not not you know, not over. Oh, does the law apply? Not or you know, is there an exception to this? I, I guess you can have the discussion, but we don't have in hard and fast rule. At all. It doesn't get anywhere.
2: It doesn't. Find a solution, but yeah, I, I find it strange that they set the guidelines up. Now, I don't, without spoiling anything, if there are spoilers, and don't tell me. But what yeah. are the specific guidelines in place? Are they just
3: saying like you, you can't? It's like after seven minutes and seven seconds, it, there's an, a specific time the in-game date. In-game seven, date. Seven. Sorry, seven seven. They say after that, if if you you can if you want, but you know, watch out because we may copyright strike you. And if they do, that's three months. All monetization turned off, no repeal. So that's
1: and, and on harsh. top of that, it was also um, you can show this areas of this boss fight, but don't show this. Yeah. And like, they got very a lot of technical, a lot, of editing, um, a lot of editing, but also probably impossible if you're streaming it. Yeah, because like, do you do swap the frame when you do it, when you're using a- OBS, for example, um, yeah, when right. that specific area that's, comes up. That's like, insane. It, so I follow um, a YouTuber.
2: Yeah. His name is uh, Nico B or something like that, and he does a lot of like playthrough videos. Um, he one of his most popular series is his Persona Four Golden playthrough, mm-hmm. and yeah, um, obviously he's going to do a Persona Five one. And I just saw him recently started up, and it's like, you know, what's he going to do? Stop at seven seven when the game probably is like really rolling into that main narrative? It's like, what the hell? Well, you know
1: what? T- t- tell him to play past seven seven. If it goes to court, we'll have a test case. <laughs> <laughs>
2: i don't know him personally but uh uh, you know he seems to be willing to take the risk i mean he's only two parts in i think so yeah he's got time i think for this to to change um i think i think atlas needs to just trust people you know if they want to look up the spoilers or whatever i mean i understand why they care about the story i mean the fucking game it's been almost a decade since a new persona game like in the the main series i know there's been golden dancing all night Uh, arena arena ultimax i get that and, and persona q there's been a lot of spin-offs but for the main series and i, I that's why i understand to a degree why they're taking the spoiler so seriously but that's why you set up like for the reviewers of like these strict embargoes and, and yeah. not guidelines for the general streamer and youtube once group. it's out and available yeah once it's out and available because yeah what you're gonna do is have some someone who's like doesn't have a big youtube channel say well fuck that i'm gonna upload past that point to Because I don't have anything to lose, and uh, you know, and it'll just you just have someone who's trying to stick it to Atlas, and
3: or look at Jim Sterling. He doesn't do any ads on at his show. He could take a copyright strike, and it would stop one or two of his other types of videos. That for, but he would just be like, it doesn't fucking matter. I mean, because and there's a lot of people I know who don't do monetization on videos that could that could run it. It's it's just a stupid wait. Your channel gets
2: deleted after three, I think, though. So it's like,
3: yeah, it's three or four, yeah. So but I mean, either, that would, like they, they would play. only hit you with one. They, I, they can't hit you with more than one on your video, so you just do a long play video. But, I mean, but the, issue is,
1: the, the, the issue is the issue is here though that, you know, even if a video, whether it's monetized or not, the action can still be taken. And yeah. it seems, and, and this is not saying I agree, but it seems that Atlas's issue is just having spoilers out there in the first place, not necessarily whether they're monetized or not. So you know
3: what's weird to me is you can't you know, we can we can ruin people's days by going into forums, let's say, and posting spoilers as a post. You uh, can do don't that, get me right? started. Uh, so but here's the thing about a video game. Let's play a person searches for a let's play. A person makes a conscious search for a let's play yeah. that that link. Yeah, you don't that stumble they onto do, a comment. You do, you do not magically say, oh, you know, now somebody may rickroll you and they may have that exact moment uh, recorded but guess what without YouTube they can do that on Vimeo or or any of the other thousands of video sites. So it seems a little odd to me. Even Twitter that now. Even Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, true. Yeah, Facebook. Yeah, there yeah. you go. So it just seems a little videos odd to, to me. Twitch. Yes, you can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 So Which is crazy. What uh, maybe I'm going to have to start is doing is that. The developers maybe
2: being a little paranoid of their game getting spoiled to the masses and I'm I'm sure this will this will be something that's overturned within you know, a couple yeah. of weeks to a month, you know, I I can't see this being a long-term thing where they, they keep it. Cause eventually that like launch, uh, honeymoon I... phase, you know, wears off and it's like, are they going to have this implemented like a year from mm-hmm. now or you know, six months from now? Hell no. It's, I think it's like going to be a one month thing. And... Yeah. yeah. And,
1: and I guess the the message I wanted to get, get across is that, you know, if you're going to talk about this, uh, these review guidelines, you know, disagree with it as as much as you want but don't quote the law and, and thinking you're right about it because we don't have an answer. Mm. We, we simply don't.
3: Yeah, so any quote would be wrong, technically.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, don't, don't say that Let's Playing is fair use because, n- no. It, yet now, it, currently, no. Nah. Let's Playing games isn't fair use.
2: Yeah. At least Good on, times. In terms of using it as a, like you said, like a defense, not an attack.
1: Yeah, it's a shield. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, that's definitely interesting. I I I didn't know this would tell that. Yeah, I didn't know this with Dragon Persona. That's uh, something I didn't expect. <laughs> we um, didn't speak
1: any spoilers. It's okay.
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> On the other hand, though, uh, YouTube demonetization being added for channels that don't have more than ten thousand plus lifetime views.
1: We we were disagreeing with this in the in the Twitter chat.
2: <laughs> yes. Uh, um, Carrie, so, you seem pretty. You seem pretty fired up on it. I'd. I re- really like to hear your thoughts on this.
3: Well, looking what I got on my email right now is a response from YouTube about uh, a lot of these issues. Um. Wow. To you specifically or generally? To me specifically because I emailed them and basically, well, yeah, yeah, I said some stuff. So, um, long story short, basically, um, yeah, uh, ten thousand lifetime views, right? Was I think what it was? Um, yeah. I don't believe that anybody. Anybody should be able to tell somebody else what matters to them monetarily. Um, And I don't think retroactive removal is the way to do anything. Uh, I think that what they should have done is said, okay, from now on, we want you to sign these new, which, like I had told you guys, I knew was coming. We're going to have you sign these new requirements. We're going to investigate your channel prior to turning monetization on. That's fine. Um, Then hold those 10,000 views in escrow in some kind of like a little account, and then the moment you you get to 10,000, they look at your channel, they authorize you, and and then that goes in. Um, it's not even just all that. It's also the fact, I was talking on my channel to somebody who got turned off, two, three, three of them got turned off by mm. this. Um, all three of them said the same thing. They were like, it's it, it's the whittling, consistent whittling away that YouTube is doing that is causing the issues. And it's it, it where each, you know, it's almost like, a person's not dying from one gunshot and mm-hmm. he's your enemy. Let's let's put two or three in him. And what's happening is you're getting these little things that just keep cropping up. And as one of the guys told me, he's like, you can't tell me we're a little channel, we don't matter, and then say there's a reason why you just did this. Those do, You cannot have a logical agreement between those two things. It does not make sense. And that's right. You can't say, oh, it's just barely any money. Then why the fuck did you do it in the first place? Well, we already know why. Because they wanted people yeah. to sign these documents. And we know that that's coming for bigger channels here well, soon. They, they wanted to appease advertisers, really. That, that exactly. That was the crux of it. And the restriction mode is the same thing. So now the new thing, either this week, next week, or it's already done. I can't remember. But basically what's happening is in the restriction mode on YouTube, mm-hmm. um, an advertiser can just say no restricted channels. Well, guess what? Everybody yeah. I know is restricted. Except for Maddie. I guess. Maddie's not restricted yet.
1: I, I have um, two videos that aren't restricted. Yeah, so... <laughs>
3: It just, I it it's just one more thing, and it just, I don't like the idea of saying you don't matter retroactively. I do not yeah. care about people who join YouTube today. That's fine. So, That's a different thing. So here to play to play devil's advocate, it's
1: it's not like YouTube is just doing this because it feels like doing it because oh no, it's doing it for
3: the advertisers, right?
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, like th- There is this huge boycott here. So if, if I were to say, look, they're doing this in response to concerns of advertisers. It, it isn't that like, I guess I don't want to say the, the phrase necessary sacrifice is really poor, but they're doing this in order to get advertisers back on board to start showing ads. And that's how all of us, you know, either make a living or at least make some sort of money off of this. And uh, we, we were talking about before, you know, if you, if you don't have 10,000 lifetime views on YouTube, um, you're, it, you're really like making maybe a few cents, if not a couple of dollars off, off of your videos. Like, in a In a year you 're not making that much and i 'm talking about maybe like less than a hundred dollars or something I mean, like you that' use an
2: example that you know you paid your phone bill through your your youtube stuff i I pay
1: like with the views that I get and you know i don't get that many views now. I get like maybe three thousand a day. I can pay my phone bill every month, right so just you know that 's just to give a little bit of context in that regard but the the problem like now, like now i
2: play... 'm using it as an example not to cut you off, but it 's that that little bit can make a difference is it, no
1: and, and and to play devil 's advocate to myself here because <laughs> i love Jeez, to do that I is <laughs> i don't know like and this is something that i have no idea whether it's the case or not but i don't know whether monetized videos are favorably looked at in the algorithm because Wearing if they the are
2: they are Saw a tweet because about that because if that's the case
1: this. right then smaller channels that don't have monetization it's going to be much harder for you to grow Matt on Pat YouTube until you it, reach ten thousand exactly views.
2: That. He said that it's not good because monetized channels are uh, prioritized higher in the algorithm. So smaller creators yeah. struggle to grow. That is and, and actually that, exactly that is what the said. real
1: issue in my eyes. It, it's not that they're losing much money because really they're losing mere cents or dollars if you have under ten yeah. K views. But it's having your videos be 10K unmonetized, 10K. competing against thousands of other videos that are monetized and bigger channels than you that always show up, you know, in search results before you do, that's going to be the real issue. It's just going to get harder to grow. Yeah. But, you know, and, and to, to YouTube's point, that might be a good way to filter out crappy channels, but who who knows? Mm -hmm. I guess those are the issues.
2: For me, I I think I get both your points and it's like, it's a, it's a double-edged sword as I view it because Mm -hmm. for me as, as someone who's been making content, uh carrick i don't know how long you've been doing this so i'm not saying like i, I take priority when i say this but um, no
3: but you've done it longer than me for sure yeah
2: i've been doing this since oh eight so i've i started when and always did do this um as a hobby and i i always carried that with me and i saw other youtubers do it and as youtube evolved more and more you saw people build careers off of it start getting the bigger checks and stuff Uh, you'd see more and more people diving in, not out of, like, I have passion or I have knowledge to share or I have entertainment here, but, oh, I I fucking hate my job. I want this more, you know, appealing one, and I want to come here and make money. And I I think... I I get why, you know, absolutely. You know, if I were to choose between working, like, a cash register or YouTube, I I think the choice Mm -hmm. is obvious, so don't get me wrong there. Um, It's more so that and maybe this is just from because of where I started, I I definitely have a different point of view that it removes a lot of the passion. And I think it's people getting involved for the wrong reasons, because when you get involved strictly for the money, like you start off, you're like, I want this to be my job. Uh, You're going to be sorely disappointed for a while. You know, it's a terrible fucking investment. (laughs) Yeah. you, You know, there's no guarantees on YouTube. That's been a fact for a while. That's why when, when changes like these come, they suck, but it's like, it doesn't blow me away, that's why advertisers pulling out, you know, this is my job, and I'm not really panicking, it's because, like, this is, I know when I get into this type of shit, and I'm not saying that I should accept it because of that, but I know getting into this, that this is so fucking unstable, it's not even funny, and that I'm not secure whatsoever, that's why I tell people, not just for my own, because I've said this way before I even started my own Patreon, But if you have external ways of supporting your creators and you do have that extra money that, you know, if they stream on Twitch or whatever, that, you know, you should try to support them because it is so inconsistent. Like I said, once again, I want to hammer home. I'm not talking about myself when I say that. If you choose to do so, I mean, like I said, I I plug it at the end of every video. So I I do my own promotion for my Patreon. I'm saying this for other creators, though, because I'm not the only one out there who has this as, as their own job. But getting back to my original point, I don't want to say I view it as a good thing. Because I did, I think I spoke too soon when we were talking in our group chat. I was like, you know, this isn't that bad of a thing uh, because there is a lot of negatives to it. But I think that what it does do is eliminates the people who are looking for that 15 seconds of fame and brings in more people who are like, okay, if I'm getting into this, I'm serious about it and I'm going to make like the best possible content that will get recognized. Not this, I'm going to throw together this MLG montage bullshit and and toss it up there. Like, I, I think it gets... Hmm, how do I word it? Because, you know... How many creative people are going to come to the platform if they're being less prioritized? Like I said, it's a double edged sword. You know, it really Well, is. here's
3: the thing. So th- this is was my entire crux of the argument yesterday. If you're saying that um, that may stop those people, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but and then at the same time, we're saying it's a small amount of money. Uh, you can't have both. We can't say, oh, this will stop somebody because it's huge. But no, it's not because it's a small amount of money. So therefore, it's OK. That mm. those, those two are not logically – there's no logical connection between those. And that's the thing that I have an issue with is that I don't want Maddie or Jeremy choosing what the fuck matters to somebody. Uh, I don't want people turning into tw- – I don't want YouTube turning into Twitch where Twitch is like, hey, buddy, why don't you just uh, work as a slave for us until we decide we're going to allow you to have subscribers? It's like, you know what? Why don't you – go fuck yourself. That's a complete that is that is a completely poor way to do to run your business. And you're not hurting anybody by allowing them to have subscribers. We're not hurting anybody by having a small channel allow 10k views and and get paid for it. Here's the worrisome part. This has already been proven and already been checked out. If you have a video prior to you being monetized, it will not get those views back. And it takes 2 weeks to monetize. Let's say I start a new channel. The top 10 things that make you scared to play Andromeda. And it's all about glassy-eyed freaks. If I did that video and I got 2 million views, guess how much money I would get? Zero. 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 In t- those videos are never monetized until... Or uh, never monetized. Only the ones after you get authorized. That is a loophole of... It's, the reason why it's such a big loophole is because we sit here and say YouTube doesn't answer shit all the time or doesn't, or doesn't uh, do things quickly. That means those people are going to have two weeks where these views might be doing well on a channel. Uh, one of my first videos did incredibly well, 100,000 views. Uh, I, would have, like, I don't want that to go away. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want that cash to go away. And, yeah. and, or, or even those views to go Like I just I don't like it. I don't like that we say, because we're old, I, I climbed uphill both ways to school, so now you have to. I get it, because you did work in a different environment than I did. And I get that you're saying it's completely fucking out there. Why celebrate it's more out there now? Why are we celebrating or not celebrating, but why are we okay with it if the continual creep of bullshit just because we're we're sort of accustomed to it? It's sort of like the toad sitting in the water going, Yeah, yeah, it's a little warm, and then pretty soon you're dead. And <laughs> I don't I don't like that. I think that people should stand up and be like, This is wrong. Um well, even if Maddie, I- even if somebody joins Twitch instead. Mm-hmm. So,
2: I, and I agree with what you're saying, because I, I think it touches upon, and this might seem a little off topic, but I was talking about, and a couple of people were like, why is Maddie so pissed in this video? Because the, the video <laughs> that I uploaded today was about Mass Effect Andromeda, and I, oh. I was just kind of like worn out, I was like, dude, I, I just, I can't fucking stand this. I was like, I'm so tired of these games releasing unfinished and being fixed. Yeah. And people are hyped, like, oh, dude, more options than the character creator. Oh, yeah, man, we're going to get facial animations. Like, dude, they are so serious about post-launch support. It's like, no, this is the unfinished game being finished a couple months later. And it it, (laughs) it just wears me out. And so what happens, that I said in that video, I was like, you know, this happens because, and I'm guilty of it too, I think everyone is for a certain game out there, are too accepting of a game's issues and, you know, want to like it. So they say, okay, just give me the post-launch support. I'll wait. And this could be something similar with YouTube. You know, we're accepting about this. What's the next step they take? So I, like I said, I get where you're coming from. I guess for me, I I do see, and my, I think my positive is minor in this the scheme of things. You know, because in the turn, we're seeing you know less creators coming in, less uh, creators who are new being promoted, which was already a problem in its own right. right. Um, you know, and so on. So um, I know I my argument outweighed here.
3: Can I read you the response from YouTube? Go for it. Yeah. So uh, By the way, guys, this is a video that's about 18 seconds long, and it shows a wall flickering. And this is because the developer and publisher asked me to send them this bug. And here is the response when I said it was demonetized. This is one of 40 videos that they demonetized. No talking, no music, no sound. Here's what it says. Please see below for the many possible reasons your video is not monetized and can never be monetized. We cannot enable monetization on this video. That's one of the reasons. (laughs) <laughs> we, have, we have disabled monetization on this video because you have not provided adequate documentation within the time allotted, proving it's yours. They never asked, but that's okay because the publisher and the developer have, have both okayed it. Uh, this may, but it's not limited to images, blah, blah, blah. That, those were the three answers. The other one was I sent a request and I, I said, here's 30-some videos. They've all been demonetized um, without any information right, randomly. What do, I, what do I need to do? And I think my exact question was along the lines of, um, please see this list of videos. They've been demonetized uh, and can no longer accept, um, like, can no longer be monetized. And they sent me their response, which was my exact question with uh, an additional word. And it said, yes, it does appear that these videos have been demonetized, blah, 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 and then just ended. Hmm. That was the response. So the response was my question with the word yes, that they agreed. That's the problem. Is that there is this giant gulf of information, and there's no one with any idea of what's going on, and um, I don't want more of that. Uh, like mm. for me, for me, it affects me. I think I, Lone can talk about this if he wants. Lone said he knows a couple people have been affected by some of this stuff. Uh, I don't. I don't see any reason for all of this stuff to happen without info. At the very minimum, give the info and say mm. here's what we're doing, here's why we're doing it. But there's nothing, guys. It's a, it's weird. It's tumbleweeds. It's just as tumbleweeds roll by when yeah, you ask questions.
2: YouTube's always been in the dark like that. I mean, they they have. They're starting to reach out to certain creators and offer like a personal support. That's what I have. Yeah, um, yeah. Someone reached out to me and I, I'm like That's even if you considering, have over a hundred thousand, yeah. So like I'm considering correct. like, is that even worth it?
3: I, I didn't. Just so you know, I didn't. They, when when uh, Bad Seed had it, and a couple people said that all they do is really tell you, "Hey, this video did really well. Do more of those." Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, and for me, I, I never roll like that. Like, you know, a couple people want me to do more Activision videos, and that did really well. I mean, funny enough, the week the week <laughs> advertisers pull out, I have a video that goes upwards of a half a million views. But r- regardless um You know, a lot of people are like, "Do more Activision." And it's like I like doing Activision videos when I have something to get pissed off. About. Exactly. Like, if I exactly. start faking my fucking getting pissed off, then that makes Activision videos not special anymore. You know, I exactly I have to have a reason. I have to actually be legitimately like stunned or pissed or something to want to make that video, because otherwise, mm. it's it's not a good video. It's, it's, no, it's not genuine. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I've always believed in in natural content and. So, yeah, sure, I, I'm sure I could carve my way to lots of subs and views if I kept hammering home a bunch of Activision. content. Activision. Activision
3: kills babies! Yeah, you know,
2: and, and just <laughs> spazzing out over everything. I'm sure I could, but that's not the way I carry myself. I'm, I'm sorry. It just does. It feels feels fucking gross. But, you know, still, it, besides the point, um, it's very interesting news yeah, there. Yeah, it's just
3: interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's just weird, weird stuff.
2: Next bit of news, though, that we're talking about is going to be about G2A and Gearbox.
3: (laughs) Uh, Okay, before you even start, I have to say this. If anybody tries to indicate that that company did not know what G2A was up to prior to this entire signing, we're going to have a long talk. (laughs) Because I'm telling you right now, contracts and lawyers, the first thing they're going to do, and of course, Lone knows this, but... I work due with lawyers diligence. at my old job. Due diligence. And the first thing they're going to do is check for liability situations. They're going to look online and Google. Guess what is the top six stories on G2, G2A right now? They're old stories about the issue over a year old. They haven't even... The, the, this stuff hasn't even encroached, which means yeah, anybody who searched case. for this would have seen it. They would have... Due diligence. They would have seen it right away. Sorry. Mm. So, no, no.
2: So, that so makes sense. Why... Okay. Let me – this is a story I never had a chance to read up on either. I apologize. Mm. Um, So I I don't understand why they were partnered with them in the first place. That's what cut me off guard is when I saw they ended their partnership, (laughs) I was like, why were you partnered with them in the first place after all that shit that happened a year ago? I I didn't get that.
1: I I I I don't think we got a reason why. So so, I I think – and correct me if I'm wrong, Carrick, but the reason was they were doing this kind of publishing deal with Bulletstorm for Clip Edition – and now oh, we're going to sell certain
3: e- certain okay. exclusive editions through G two A. I think that was the case. It's it's something along those lines. Uh, yeah. Reg, Reg from our podcast thinks honestly, he he completely thinks this is a scam and that Gearbox is trying to get on people's positive side by doing this and then saying, "Look, we've written this list of demands." Nah, I'm not going to go. That I don't far. believe that. I don't. I don't believe the <clears> tinfoil <throat> yet. But um, <laughs> y- y- but there there's some oddities because Maddie's right. Like when you look at the deal that they that they had planned it's one of those times where you're like but why i mean why what like, why is because
0: is,
1: is because g2a has still has a huge audience base and they still have so many people yeah. going there to purchase games Absolutely. really that's I the mean, reason some
2: people don't care they're just like it's cheap and i get why you know I, I some people it's a hard fact but some people don't fucking care that you know that they might be don't screwing don't over a developer yeah. Gearbox. And, 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 and they'll, they'll just go, you know what? This is the cheaper option for me. I don't have a lot of money, maybe. And so they'll go to G2A. It's, it's the truth. Oh.
3: Yeah. oh, my God. Conspiracy. Gearbox knew it wasn't going to sell well. So they went through G2A so they could steal their own codes, buy the codes, say that it sold well. <laughs> take, take off the tinfoil <laughs> of hat. Would, <laughs>
2: that would not surprise me. after fucking That would not horse. surprise
3: me either. It's like Integrity Randy Pitchford. Never, ever going to be mentioned in the same sentence unless the word not is in it. Like, really? it's just,
2: yeah. Oh you don't like Randy?
3: <laughs> I like Randy Pitchford. You're looking at me I I don't know.
2: I don't know. I what did I miss? What did
3: I miss? He is I I, I think I missed something big too. One of the worst I, I still remember when he was freaking out about Colonial Marines and he was trying to say that like they had that what pub what journalists had actually played and seen wasn't real and and they were like, this is the vi-. they they cornered him like this is the video. That's definitely not the video we I'm, he the completely, completely disconnected Peter Molyneux level uh, from it worse wow. than Peter, because I think Peter's ghostly. Peter's like, hey, man, I want to do this. I want to do that. And you're like, OK, I get you, Peter. And you and Peter are running along. And then Peter's like, fuck it. And he takes a shortcut. and You're left with Fable three. But <laughs> what happens with what happens with Gearbox or, or Randy Pitchford in particular is um, there's just been a lot of really shady instances, and a lot of it was about also um, them taking money from from one development, which we know, I'm sure Lone will back this up, where they took money from one game to develop another game, but they weren't delivering their milestones to the game they that they were stealing the money from. Or not stealing, sorry, they were, they were using for other funds. It's sort of like if you have three contracts and you can use some money to buy some equipment to do this contract too, but... Um, it's shady i mean you can read it polygon did a story and basically i mean it's rare you guys must know i'm serious if i mention polygon because i hate those guys but uh it's i mean it's some serious allegations it's crazy it's crazy i'm glad I, you guys I like i completely him. missed that oh I mean, I just, I, I just i just like pitchford because he kept giving free borderlands to golden keys <laughs> 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 he was gonna get them from g2a anyway yeah, that's what he was I, doing
2: I, yeah I, uh I, I, yeah, see, I didn't know that. You know, I, I knew that. Oh, my, I should clarify. I knew that there was a big fucking issue with Colonial Marines. Big issue. Like, that That was some fake-ass shit. But I didn't know it involved Pitchford that much. I'm going to have to watch some videos on that. I guarantee there's someone out there. Like with Sean Murray, just exposing him. You know, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise oh, me at all.
3: Yeah, there's, a, there's a, a huge video. There's Kutaku, which is massive. Kutaku's is from, uh, I think, July of 2015. And they cover it, and then look in here. There's Kotaku, Kotaku, Destructoid, Buffalo, IGN, all of them. It's lawsuits, Sega sued them like for multiple millions of dollars because they were caught funneling money. How it's would, a lot. Here,
2: here's my question: How is Gearbox still afloat? You gotta ask. Battleborn. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, just I, I, no. But the thing is, like, Battleborn is a good game, but. F- Fuck, they were they yeah. launched it at the worst time. They and, and did apparently they did. apparently I was reading that it struggles to hit over thirty players a day on Steam. Like
3: that's three zero baby. Yeah.
2: Thirty. <laughs> that's that's fucking terrible, man. Fuck. And, and, and this
3: is a game that we both like. Yeah, Let's I was gonna sure say what clear. kills
2: me is that yeah, it's a I and I I'm not saying this is like, oh, I played it at launch for a little bit, I liked it. Like I picked it back up a couple of months ago and started playing again. It's still fun. It's still a good game. It's just, like I said, it launched at the worst time possible, and it didn't have, like, a, a, a Ubisoft bounce back. And they just released this huge winter update, which came with, like, new campaign levels. They continued their support for the game. You'd think it'd pick up to some degree that someone would wake up and be like, yo, this game is actually good. But, you know, with Battleborn, I don't imagine a, a remaster or whatever you call Bulletstorm is going to break the bank for them. Um... Uh, what they was need a new other,
3: Borderlands.
2: What was that other one? Home something? Homeworld? Homefront? Or, home,
3: I, not no, Homefront. Homefront is is not, not that. Uh, um, it,
2: it was like some space game that they... Oh,
3: Homeworld. Yeah, of uh, course. Carrick. The Carrick edition, because it actually it, is my it name. It is Homeworld, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, you know, like, not games that are going to make them a lot of money. Obviously, Colonial Marine. Uh,
3: <laughs> deserts of Carrick. <laughs> that's what it's called. Deserts of Carrick. It's, a, it's like my love life. The <laughs> Deserts of Carrick. <laughs> But
2: you know, they're, they're, I, what I'm saying is that they're yeah. not making money. So it,
3: exactly. I, I wonder, because <laughs> it's all from Colonial Marines. They hit it, and it's like a fucking little gold slide that they slide down their doubloons, yeah. and they they take some and they pay their bills with. I don't know. I agree. I don't know how they're making how they're like, around. Unless and, Borderlands and they're big around.
2: is fucking like cashing mm. in still. You, you know like, what
3: though, Maddie? They they are. They. I mean, it still sells really well if you look on GameSpy. So, hmm. you're right, Maddie. that might be it, and Telltale, that sold well, right, the Telltale, Tales of Borderlands. I about that.
2: Yeah, you yeah. strike a deal. But don't they you might be right. pay Telltale to make that game?
3: No, 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 now? no.
2: Or is Telltale paying for the license?
3: It's a joint agreement, Um, okay. and, and Telltale pays for the license, and they do, okay. yeah, so. So, yeah, just I mean... a quick news update,
1: but before we, we keep talking about this, so Gearbox actually said, quote, uh, as there's been no public movement from G2A by the time Bulletstorm Full Clip Edition launched now on PC, Gearbox Publishing will be doing their part to not directly support a marketplace that did not make the, pub- the new public commitment to protect customers and developers requested by Gearbox Publishing. So it seems that they've actually started the process of unpartnering with with G2A already. So I, I think they they initially gave like within 30 days and within 60 days, but apparently
3: they're doing it anyway. Okay. Okay, so here's my question alone, and you gotta you don't no devil's advocate crap. This, <laughs> this is just you, buddy. This is it, we we don't get a crazy person on to uh, to talk to the scientist. So here's the thing, hmm. do you do you really believe that they signed this contract and didn't know, Carrick, wh- Why do
1: you think that they had a, a clause where they could sign out of it? Like wh- Cause, Why? Cause, cause why? Because they knew. Why do you think? Why do you th- like? I I a serious question. Because they, they had knew. a clause that they could back out of this at any time. Yeah, because they knew. So ask the question why that, why that was there in the first place. They, they must have known. And, so, and that's that's, me so why do it anyway? That's the so question
2: wh- I left off. Why do Cause it Because anyway? they thought
3: they'd get away with it. That's yeah. what I'm – right? Yeah. Isn't that yeah. what you guys agree? They yeah, thought they'd bad. get away with it. Mm. Or we believe Reg, and it was an all-tin tin hat, and it was like – I, like so I like <laughs> your idea. I <I'll> like your <laughs> idea of boosting their own sales and yeah, letting cycle their own
2: in the – that, that would oh man stolen would.
3: credit cards by Randy Pitchford. Check out the <laughs> Kotaku the t- k- Kotaku article later. Yeah, it's it, it, it's one of those things where it when it started fell apart really quick. I will say hats off to them for one thing they did. They asked Total Biscuit who started all this. That's um, true. They asked him for every bit of data he had. Now Total Biscuit, as everybody knows, probably only has two real things in life to do, and that's to get <laughs> pissed about games and to get pissed about G two A. He hates them he hates them oh, with,
1: with a fucking
3: passion with, with a fiery passion and so they asked the right person and he listed out what he gave them and what he gave them is a lot of the videos that we he, talked he about like
1: this compendium of yeah, evidence does, against
3: jewish it it's like a dnd glossary in the starting <laughs> of a rule book you know it's yeah, like let me sit I, you down I, I and read from for my second tone second
2: when, when you sat there and said they asked him for data like not like here's link us some videos that you've made about them like hard they data it. like he's got spreadsheets and fucking microsoft
3: word documents Dude, <laughs> he actually well, does <laughs> he does it's crazy he listed this shit and he's like and he said he made sure he told them at the starting i want to make sure you guys understand this is not a customer pissed this is not a one person fight against them this is legitimate complaints that i've you know collected and my thoughts because of have collected all and he just unleashed it and at that time i guess take two thought they'd get caught so they finally admitted to knowing well, they did. They admitted to not wanting to do it. Yeah, I'm it's,
2: sorry. There's there's no way, especially with when you compound the fact that, like you said, you search their name and the, the six stories are still there. That yes. there's no way they didn't know that, they, unless they're fucking oblivious. But I mean, it was circling the news for weeks. Even I got contacted about my 2 a sponsorships, and, yep. and they were like, "Hey, you know," because I announced I was like, "I'm leaving them." And they're like, and, and it was Kotaku, and they were like, you know, do you want to tell share with us why? I was like, if I'm getting fucking contacted about this, like, I, I mean, they, there's no way a, a developer, every developer should know. Because there's a chance you could be losing money, especially with the tiny build thing that blew it up even more. Yeah. I, I mean, what? How do you not know? You don't. You, 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 yeah, they saw a chance to try to get away with something, and it failed, and they pulled out on it.
3: Let's make sure that we're a little positive here. I actually like... You know, Battleborn. I think it's a. a f- I, I really like it. Oh, I like yeah, a okay, lot of their things. The thing games. is,
2: if people don't know, we fucking love Battleborn and and, 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 the very and least Tales of the Borderlands. Yeah, oh, I talked about Borderlands. Borderlands for like three weeks straight. I think. I, 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 yeah. I'd I hope people know by it now. It has
3: nothing to do with that, and I know people are gonna freak out about it, but it has no, it, it it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with just the, once again, the trying to get away with shit just pisses me off, man. Yeah just it rubs me the wrong way sorry i hate that Make sure
2: just... you say piss like a glasses break oh dude <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty, cl- it's pretty close yeah yeah well uh, that's that's interesting man i, I part of me and en- i don't want to say enjoys but uh these scandals are always interesting seeing these companies try their best to get away with say shady shit like lo mentioned earlier i'd love to be a fly on the wall in that meeting i'd love to be a fly on the wall in the meeting who pi- who pitched like all right we're gonna do something really fucking shady here. We're gonna to try to partner up with G two A.
1: know, like I, I would. I would really love I'd to be love in a the ball that. in every G two A meeting. Cause yeah, me too. Yeah, and Penguin <sighs> isn't it or Kingwin?
3: Kingwin so, is the, is is the it other huge K- one. Does Kingwin uh, yeah. have as much controversy behind it? It's got. It's just smaller, but it's it's got. I mean, there's a I've bunch of people Green, who feel the, the only same only way good about. One, it. one is like Man
2: Gaming. I've heard that one is like they talk to devs and they got, got in
3: trouble though. Remember? Yeah, I don't know what happened. Just I love Greenman. But they got in trouble. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. Ah, it just.
1: Great, great Market Key reselling. Yeah, Isn't that exactly.
3: a lovely area? We could do an entire video just all the weird shit that's ever happened there. I mean, it's crazy. People, yeah, I mean, I, have... I understand. Yeah, true. I, say, I,
2: I do understand the purpose of like ag 2 a because, for example, I remember um, I got, I think it was a Batman Arkham City key with like a graphics card or something like that and i already had arkham city on my on my steam account oh, so so you sold it i here's the thing is i didn't use G2A to sell it because I, I i didn't know i had like the physical voucher and i i put it on ebay mm-hmm. thinking like i'll just sell the yeah. key here and ebay like contacted me they're like you can't do that they're like we don't do digital goods and i was like oh shit i was like i'm sorry i didn't, I didn't even know <laughs> like they actually took Damn. down my thing and, and messaged me i was like I, look i'm sorry i said i swear i had no idea and so I just ended up giving it away. But point being is that um, this is so many years ago. But, yeah, I get why it's there because, I mean, that happens all the time. People get these free games with their new graphics card or, or they have extra games in a hum- Humble Bundle. Yeah. Maybe you flip them. I don't know. Uh sounds kind of scamish either way but point being is that you know i understand well, why th- there are there. so
1: many ways to get hands on either a free or very
3: very cheap for me, I game just, i just give
2: them away you know? you bet I, there I, is you know, know i'd rather give it to someone who i know is going to play it and so i just well for example
3: i have fans from other like well and all you guys do fans from other continents and stuff where games are a different price or whatever exactly. de- depending on the version of the game the platform they can work uh, and so it's like you know they make it may cost them twelve bucks or whatever, and for you it's a sixty nine ninety nine, and you're like, mm. Mm. <laughs> maybe I should just maybe I should just uh, Randy Pitchford this and go with that. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a personal attack. I apologize. I shouldn't be that. You know, he's not the only one making decisions there. Uh, it's the same way I feel about Peter Molyneux. Like sometimes they get you know because they're the. F- figureheads. It's heads.
2: their job to field that stuff though to tell you the truth.
3: It, it is but it's probably not their job to hear me consistently <laughs> well, well even yeah, yeah, if they don't do should, the he,
2: things then you don't have he to showed,
3: yeah <laughs> I, I just feel bad sometimes because it's like nah, I don't know the I person understand why. you know somebody might say that feet, about bro. me and I'll be, oh I don't get cold feet I just get nah. a little bit of shame for a second before I go off on another tirade
2: <laughs> yeah nah, I feel you
3: <laughs> Lone's probably like why did we ever fucking have him join like he's just mad all the time <laughs> Um, so angry <laughs> he's, why, what the hell <laughs> uh,
1: that's fantastic it, it was funny you, you mentioned Peter Molyneux uh, recently I was doing some research on the game Like, what was the game called where oh, yes. you no it wasn't it was the game that was released after, uh, before Godus, sorry. And it was like the cube, where everyone had yeah. to pitch it away. Because the... I remember first hearing about that, and, and hearing that this was an amazing concept. And then the the prize for that, for re- for the p- person that reached the inside of the cube first, or the center, became God in Godus. Yeah. that I don't know, man. That was just weird. Uh.
3: It, it, is, it is weird, but you know what? Um, there's a... a, a do- Uh, developer discussion on GDC about um, the worry that Kickstarter-style game development is becoming the norm, and what that means is setting things up for long-term success, and that over time, you're trying to do all these weird things, where it's almost like you're trying to balance all these balls, and I think that game is like that, where it's like, hey, in the future, you're going to be a god in another game if you buy this game and play it with others and and it's all about like gathering more cash. Like it's all about getting the PR, but it's not it's not really making anything. It's like we're going to make a sphere and you're all going to chop at it and when you get to the center, <laughs> the nugget center, you get to eat it and then you get to be the god in the next game. And you're like, what the f- how the fuck did Peter sell anybody on that number 1? <laughs> and then number 2, somebody got to the center. Uh, it's a little bit like Sean Murray as Matt mentioned, Sean Murray was saying, "Oh, you can be co-op," remember? Yeah. He said, "Oh, and you're going to do this." One of the things we've talked about multiple times in the co- in the podcast is you, you If you inject a human into the variable A human that can search and a human that Understands that if my friend is Over here even if he's on a different computer I can figure where that is and get to him People will find each other much faster Than any calculation defines Because he was like oh it's going to be 256 years till two players yeah. End up in the same place it was fucking six Hours after the game <laughs> got released <laughs> it was, It's like you can't do that doesn't work Because you just look at the other person's screen and go Okay, and then you get there, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's these weird development ideas and, and huge, like, cloud shit that's going on is really weird to me. Yeah, that's, why, that's was why
2: I'm liking these, phenomenally, these more uh, slim down kind of yeah. style games. Uh, I don't mind my open worlds, but it, it's become a selling point more than an actual, like, oh. okay, we see that we can make a true, exciting, unique open world here let's do that. It's like, wow. or so, oh, people like to buy open world games, right? Okay, how can we take this series and make it an open world game? Um, you know, like a good, a good example of what should go open world is a Star Wars game. We haven't seen that before. We haven't. 13. 13? 13, 13 yeah, was going to uh,
1: be. You know, I, I was just reading this article about how now apparently Zelda moving forward is pretty much always going to be open I
3: world. And I'm just yeah. like, No! You
2: don't think that's good? I like Breath of the Wild.
3: No, I think what he's saying is don't make the choice early. Don't let that choice thrive.
1: Let's not have every Zelda be open world for the sake of it being open world. I mean, with Breath of the Wild, it makes sense because I've just the gameplay elements in there mm. and, and the way things are built. But the uh, the thing I will actually say, if there's ever one thing I'm going to say bad about Breath of the Wild, I miss dungeons. Like, I, I don't yeah. know if, if you've played a character, but Matty, Wait. you know what I mean. Yeah. There's, there's the, the four divine beasts. I was going
2: to say, aren't and those the, the dungeons? But yeah, that's, but that's the, four. Right?
1: They're not really dungeons. Like, oh, okay. I'm being that's co-
3: what I was confused about, too. I see what I'm, you're I'm,
1: saying. Be, I'm being completely honest here. The, the divine beast, Meadow, which is kind of like the, the flying one, I mm-hmm. finished that within, I think, in under 10 minutes, the entire dungeon. It was stupidly easy, and, and, and I'm not saying that, oh, I'm so good at the game, because one yeah. of them took me fucking forever, the one in the desert. It happens. N- oh, Naboris, but... the one
2: I'm on. Fuck. Oh, it's fucking that's ridiculous. That's fucking horrible in the hair. Fuck. All right.
1: No, it, it, <laughs> like, I found it hard anyways, but I found this other one and finished it within 10 minutes, right? I found the, but the, I remember... the Zora
2: one, or Nora, I forgot which one Zora. it is. Yeah, Zora? Yeah, I found that one tough.
1: Yeah, it was a little bit t- like with with the you have to change the, yeah, like the, the positioning it was, it was of the trunk. Though.
2: It was unique though. That was fine. It was
1: really no. It was and that was the first dungeon I did, and maybe that was a bit harder for me to complete. But the the point that I'm making, mm-hmm. you look at back at a an, at an Ocarina of Time, not really Majora's Mask because Majora's Mask you finish the same dungeons over and over. That was kind of the three day mechanic. But with Ocarina of Time, there were so many different areas and so many different dungeons. Mm-hmm. But with Breath of the Wild, there's just four. So I feel like I'm kind of. Yeah doing all the, like and I love doing all the other shit and the and dungeons I think that, become the game at the secondary of
2: the shrines probably I
1: and okay and the shrines, and, and the shrines are fun but this is another problem that I have with it I hate how the shrines really are the only way to get stamina and not the only way to get hearts cuz you get one heart with every dungeon but they're, they're kind of necessary to do if you want to have a chance of, at beating the game or at least enjoying it with a bunch of stamina and that just wasn't the case with with old Legend of Zelda games so that's the, if I had one complaint about it, and it's a fantastic game. I've put sixty hours into it. Man. That would be it. Well, and, and this is me. And I know. You I was.
2: This is the guy who weeks ago was talking. I want time to game. I got to child. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> I'm too busy to game. What are you doing right now, <laughs> gaming? Yeah. No, honestly, uh, well, like, it's more
2: convenient yeah. for you though. So that means you're going to be buying like NBA Playgrounds, right? You guys see that trailer?
3: Oh man, yeah. I, I like, man, Ooh. I'm all. Yeah.
2: Over yeah. That. yeah, I was like, thank you. Someone fucking believes in NBA Street again. Yes, like, let's bring that shit back, dude. Bring back I- the Midway, bring back street, Midway but... games, bring back fucking Slugfest, NHL. NBA face.
3: Jam, yeah. NBA Jam, bring all back. those.
2: Oh, my God, dude. Well, those... Mutant
3: League football's making a comeback, so if Whatever. that one can, any of them can. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, wow, I am, how did I'm we get off forward. on
1: Open World Zelda? I don't oh, know. Folks, Maddie, Maddie, Maddie about... mentioned Open World, but... Um... <laughs>
3: And then it was time for Lone to be like, I wasted 60 hours in this one fucking dungeon. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> like, I hate dungeons. Uh, but no, but I, right. I get what you mean by wanting yeah. them. And um, they aren't really in that game. I guess they're called dungeons, but yeah, you're right. They're not really, they don't have the it, same uh, like depth to them.
1: Yeah. They're not really dungeons, like to be yeah. honest. And, and maybe it's like the—I know—we're on a completely different tangent here. Oh, maybe cool. it's like it's not its own separate, isolated building with different levels and different rooms, etc. It's kind of right. like just this one beast that you're trying to solve all the puzzles in, and that's—and that's, and that's fine. Like the—it's really challenging at times, especially with Naborus, the one in the de- in the desert. But I just finished this one beast that took under ten minutes, including def- defeating the boss.
3: And yeah, I'm like that sucks. What the I mean, that, and I don't mean like, sucks as in it's bad, but
1: like that's... even the, the backer in Ocarina of Time, the first dungeon, the Great Deku Tree, that that was the first dungeon, and it took yeah. longer than that. And that's meant to be the easy dungeon. <laughs> so,
3: anyway, yeah, that's true. That's I mean, that's uh, even if you look, Maddie can speak to this. Look at the dungeons in uh, Persona Five. I mean, the, or the palaces uh yeah. they're massive as yeah, shit man i mean they're, they're like to get through uh, yeah good, and like, that's or golden
2: you could if you ran by enemies which you really can in this game like you could yeah be, you could be done not with as one easy. in
3: like a half hour and four exactly exactly okay. i i really think they nailed it yeah
1: while we're ranting i'd like to give one more criticism of breath of the wild this is completely off topic but i i feel the side quests don't offer enough rewards I don't know. Oh, f-
2: rewards. I mean, the, dude, the world is it's so much personality. I fucking I, love. I, it.
1: I, Maddie, I know. Like, I, I doing the side quests is fun. Like, it's great. But I don't believe there's enough incentive to do so. Mm. To, to do so, and maybe it's because of the way weapon degradation works, and how even if you're getting, you get you're given a really great weapon, it breaks into battles anyways. But th- there's just, I don't know. I, I don't feel like there's enough. In terms of reward-wise, and getting instead of just getting fifty fucking rupees, where I can play bowling for for twenty minutes and get three thousand rupees. Right.
3: <laughs> anyway, yeah. so that's just the thing. That's a good point. I mean, listen, this is a world that is created with the structural integrity of a Nabisco cracker. So it's like everything is breaking in in Zelda. <laughs> Every single thing is breaking. the, the game is is like cons- shit. Can, 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 I, was, I was a chubby kid. So you've you got, you got this crazy shit going on in the game. And I think that their idea of doing the dungeons the way they did, or whatever you want to call them, and doing the side quests the way they did, and whatever you want to call those, and, and why Maddie may like them, and you like them, but the end bump isn't enough, is what I think you're saying. And mm. I, would, I would actually, that's actually one of the things stopping me from consistently wanting to pick up Zelda. Because people keep saying, where's your review? And I'm like, dude, i got to beat it. And I'm about t- 16 to 18 hours in, maybe and it's because the degradation that pops up and then those side quests do pop up and you're like yeah okay well oh great this is this will last for three hits like it just it doesn't reminds
2: it, me of fallout 3 it, in the weirdest it, way and i always like that it doesn't push you the, the But even with fallout 3 you
1: can, you could repair you, you can't yeah, do that yeah I'm just you could that repair constant
2: of like it, think of like it's, it's like the first 5 levels of fallout 3 on repeat you know right. you're constantly I picking gotcha. up like that 10 millimeter pistol that hunting rifle and, and <laughs> yeah, just yeah, recycling anything you fucking find on an enemy's dead body and it's just
3: shit's made out of paper mache. Yeah. it's like boop, boop. You,
1: <laughs> it, it's funny though because i i do see the benefit in, in that kind of system because it forces you to keep picking up and using different weapons Otherwise, you're going to get very comfortable with one weapon, which, funnily enough, I've become become comfortable with this certain sword, and I I won't mention what it is, that doesn't break. um, It it, it loses energy and and it restores in 10 minutes anyways. So I actually like that, but the trade-off is when you're given a a reward in a dungeon or in a shrine or by a side quest, it's not that great because if it's a sword or a shield or an arrow, or sorry, a bow, it'll break very soon. Right? And then what's, what other rewards can you get, I, okay, maybe? I
2: know what you're talking about, in, in a way, because I remember one time, I mean, I was blown away by this moment. It, it was uh, one of the, the dragons guarding a tower. Or not a tower, I'm sorry, oh, a, mountain, yeah, yeah, yeah. a mountain. And I was just like, you know, it's this epic, like, you're soaring. I talked about this a couple episodes ago. You're, like, soaring down different, like, mountains to, to take this thing out in air and destroy, like, the yeah, 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 on him. And, you know, you climb back up the mountain now to get your reward, and, you, you know, you turn in. Quest and it opens up a shrine. I'm like, oh, this is so fucking cool. And then I get a spear that does 16 damage, <laughs> and I'm like, this shit's gonna break in like 10 minutes.
3: And I just That's what I mean. So though epic. it's I, like winning the Super Bowl and somebody gives you a fucking Dixie cup, and you're yeah. like, um, it's not it, the same it, thing.
2: Yeah, it, it blew me the fuck away. I was like, are you kidding me? But it was still like that moment. Is what was more important or more valuable to me? That really blew me it, it, it's away. It's the cause... it's the journey. The journey. Not the the journey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think exactly. the
3: thing is, is that if a game has really poignant journeys, you can usually get away with that. However, it's the number of times it occurs. Uh-huh. There's a, that's something you'll hear developers all the time, and it's something that luckily developers are starting to sort of step away from. But it used to be fun, fun, fun. Like you want something, you know, within ten feet, another point of interest, another, and some developers like maybe that's a little too much. Because yeah. I think in Zelda it and might Andromeda. be a little too much.
2: fun, but like you land on a planet, it's like
3: oh my! And it's like, it looks like fuck like, alone. Holy it looks shit. like somebody spit on a map. It's just <laughs> and you're like, yeah. there's eight thousand things to do. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and, and we look. Were complaining and think, about... Awesome you know, we stuff. are we are complaining about uh, a very very good
1: game. And let's say yeah. you know Breath of the Wild does Journey just amazingly, right? right. But oh, I, I'm yes, I'm just does. thinking back to my older experiences, like majora's mask for example the side quests in that game were probably the best part of that game but yeah. the reward was there like you would get a mask that would allow you to do something really really different so you get the bunny hood you, you get the fierce deities mask so you things like that but with breath of the wild I, like again when you give it a cool weapon it, it'll break anyways and that's not saying that the re- weapon breaking system is bad because it does allow you to use different weapons but i guess the point is it's it's differing a lot from what Zelda games used to be, and while I like it for what it is, like, I think it's a phenomenal game, that doesn't mean I want every game to be just like it, because there are other bits exactly. of Zelda that I really like that you won't yeah. get if it's open world.
3: I agree. Hmm. I think that's a good point.
1: So let's not make that design design sh- decision from the get-go and say, and all right, early, or,
3: yeah, all, all
1: <laughs> Zelda great. games are going to be open world, because if that's right. the case, then you're going to be having a lot of important factors of what Zelda used to be just disappear. Agreed. Yeah, that's just my rant. Sorry. No,
2: no, dude. I, I feel you. I mean, <laughs> this you just, is what okay, happens you when you get us all late in a you podcast. Do YouTube videos, and you don't talk about it. What are you doing? You know, that's that's my question. Right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, let's talk about next. Um, Mass Effect Andromeda facial animations update. Uh, okay, I made a video on this, but I still got to talk about it anyway. This shit <laughs> rubs me the fucking wrong way so badly. Let me just get comfortable. <sighs> No, because... And I I say this because it's not... Just, it's EA and DICE. I know a lot of people like to target them. I get why. It's become such a staple in our industry. To ship the unfinished product. And it's like, my patience is now worn off. And I'm a fucking patient guy. Especially for a New Yorker, I'm fucking patient. And now mine has worn off. I think you're pushing a limit when I'm even pissed off. And I'm like, okay. Can you please just finish the fucking game before releasing it? Now... This year hasn't been too bad for that, but it's still pretty prevalent. I don't think Sniper Elite Four was finished. and A lot of this always boils down to technical stuff. Feature-wise, mm. it's usually fully there. Um, what was another game I mentioned? Uh, Halo Wars Two, definitely not ready. Um, you know, it's just the, it's always the technical thing. It's always that like extra month or two of fine tuning that can make all the difference. And apparently. I was reading an article, and the, uh, the facial animations and stuff, which I, I, I implored in my review and my impressions as well, and even now, that this wasn't the biggest deal-breaker for me because I, I play Bethesda Game Studios games all the time. So it's like I, I'd, I'd be, number one, a fucking hypocrite, but number two, it's, <laughs> it really genuinely doesn't break my experience that much. It's still really bad, though. And the reason I'm bringing this up again is because I was reading an article, and it said that these were outsourced, that it wasn't even a priority. I'm sorry, but that shows just how much Bioware has changed to me. Uh, That, you know, this used to be a company that valued, like, player stories and delivering the best possible narratives. Being the top of the top, you know. Like I said a million times, they made my favorite game ever. To see them, like, go down that path. and, And now, even here, like, at least as much as I didn't like Inquisition, at least the fucking game was finished. You know, for all the things I don't like about it, at least it was done. Andromeda wasn't done, and, and the fact that you're pimping these uh, these updates, like their new features and things that fans should be excited about, it's like, no. Like, your character creator, uh, compared to other games, sucked so badly, and, and you're, you're promising it's going to be fixed. It's like, it's an RPG. It's Mass Effect. You should, if anything, sure, I can give you a free pass on the animations as someone who doesn't really care that much, but a character creator? Like, how do you fuck that up? How do you let that be unfinished mm. in an RPG? That's like the number 1 priority. Everyone cares how their character looks. Sure maybe they look a little funny or alien when they're talking. It's a video game. You might be able to look past that, but when you're trying to build the most uh believable version of you, you can't shortcut that. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah.
2: It, it just it bugs me so much, man. Like I said, once again, not zeroing in because it's EA and DICE. It's just like enough. You know, this has been ongoing, I think since i mean it's been a while I, i'd imagine halo master chief Collection is when it, things really started rolling out the gate where it was like you'd see these big titles just come out unfinished
3: man talk about a title an ip the biggest ip you have halo and and the, probably the best deal gamers will ever get from outside, a, of, a, rare a, <laughs> a, outside of rare replay which is also microsoft the idea that they were doing that and you were going to be able to play all those games and to have it released like it did was i mean it was it was it was the exact same thing i feel here but i agree with maddie that like i, I i'll call him finished because he did say that that's just the word he's using but we're meaning a lot of the technical stuff mm-hmm. um, and of yeah, course like then said, like feature, you said, the character complete, it's there yeah but there's um,
2: missing components and tech wise it's not finished
3: Right, and what's weird to me is, just like you said, you can't have it both ways and say, look at us, we're a huge role-playing um, development company, we're making the biggest role-playing space adventure game ever, whoops, we forgot the role-playing. Um, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. that w- you forget my getting my money then. Like, there's there's some specific issues that they have internally, but the worrisome thing I had heard recently was that there was sort of, I, have you guys ever heard of the CW effect? No. No. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a jokey like meme, I guess, but it, it involves the CW's beautiful people in every one of their shows making like other shows not want to put like pretty, beautiful people in their shows because they want to be different. Like no like vampire diaries, you're like, nobody looks that good all the time. Come on. Okay and, you know, you okay. get these weird and so it's called the CW effect. But what's weird is talking to developers and artists, they have actually told me that yes, seeing other forms of entertainment and seeing that continually bombarded you your brain sometimes will recoil a bit and be like okay nobody not everybody looks like that yeah so so what i believe may have happened with mass effect is they they looked at getting away from they already said we do not want a hero i still remember their exact words we do not want a hero in mass effect andromeda we want the guy with the wrench in the hallway well guess what that's pretty much what they got a big-eared freak in a hallway and I don't necessarily think that's why I buy a sci-fi space epic game. And I think that that shows intrinsically from the very beginning one of the issues they had. And it just ballooned from there. Yeah. So it, it, to me, it's it's just scary that they're celebrating these patches that are pretty much supposed to have been there. ukuleles doing the same thing. Hey, look, we're going to fix our, our camera. Well... In two years prior... Oh, I was prior, so
1: hoping that game would be good. In two
3: <laughs> years prior, you can't get your camera right, but in one week, you're going to magically fucking remake it? Like, nobody yeah. believes in magic. That's magic with a K. Go cast your spell somewhere else. So it's weird. You have these situations like that. And ma- I like Mass Effect Andromeda, and I've played it, and I enjoy some parts of it, but... Um, That's exactly what I said. Someone tried to a- tell
2: me I praised the fuck out of it. I was like, I don't know where you've been, dude. Like, I said, by this game on a sale. You did not praise it. <laughs> no, it, it it's <laughs> like how on like, one video...
1: It's funny, I remember watching a boogie video on, and on the same video he was talking about Microsoft and Sony. Some someone said you're a Microsoft Shill and someone else said you're a Sony Shill. I've on had the that. Same
3: video. <laughs> same video. I've had that. Yeah. That People sucks. hear what they want to hear. Yeah, 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 it's true. <laughs> but I mean, Lone, have you played Andromeda?
1: No, I, like, I, I've never oh. been. Not that I've never been a Mass Effect fan, but I've just never gotten into it. And it <laughs> seems like if I want to get into it, it's not going to be Andromeda. It's going to be
3: the first one. Let me ask you guys a question, and this is being totally honest. This is something that they said, and I don't agree with, and I don't mean to hash on Andromeda, but it came up in ours. Um, hmm. They said, you do not need to play the original Mass Effect games uh, to enjoy Androm- to play and enjoy Andromeda. And while I think that scientifically and technically that is actually accurate, if you look at how information is doled out, they brought the same fucking aliens but forgot to tell you what they were. So new people have no clue about half of the stuff that's going on with the no, program. You don't you know, you know, you what, know this what the is, genophage, the geth. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: This is a yeah. discussion that I think applies to any video game. I, I understand. I, and this is kind of,
3: any video game with a sequel? With the,
1: any video game with a sequel. and Yeah, that, I agree. I I get when a game comes out.
3: Spin off.
1: (laughs) Well, it's spin off, -off, sequels, prequels, anything like that, right? Mm -hmm. I I think personally, it's always going to be better if you play the previous Mm game. It it doesn't matter what game it is and how uh, connected or not connected it is to the previous game, or detached it's always going to be better for you to do so. Some games, it really doesn't matter. Like Call of Duty, it really doesn't matter that I haven't played Ghosts or Advanced Warfare. I could pick up the the one coming out this year and I'll be fine because in every sense of the word, those games are detached. Like the the campaigns are typically very uh, isolated and the multiplayer is just the multiplayer. But in most instances, I will say that it's probably better to play the previous games. And even if it's just to understand subtle hints or Easter eggs and things like that, it's always going to be a better experience, I think. But with some games, it's really necessary. And with some games, it's not so necessary. But I think it's always better. Yeah, I think with Mass Effect,
3: is, it's hugely necessary to exactly. really get a ton yeah, of the you tone. You can
2: have... You can have... And I'm just going to use it because it's the most recent example in my head. You can have a Persona 5 where, for example, you know one of the game's mechanics is you interrogate I, the shadows. <clears throat> and one of them's like, Oh, is this what they call apathy syndrome? Now, you could just scroll by that and be like, I don't know what that is, whatever. It's not key to the story. If you play Persona 3, you know exactly what apathy syndrome is. And it's like, yeah. for an old returning fan, it's like, oh, awesome. They're acknowledging something from 3. I love 3. But if you're not, you know, if you're new, Persona 5 is your first one, you're not, you're not missing much there. But with Andromeda, you know, they talk about the Krogans, the Genophage, the, you know, it, it, is history going to repeat itself here in Andromeda? And, like, if I'm new, I'm like, what the fuck is the Genophage? You know, what, why do Krogans and Solarians hate each other still? Like, yeah. you know, it, it's, it carries over... A lot of problems, which I think is a good thing because, like I've said, um, in, in one way it can be rewarding for returning fans, but I think they didn't do a good job of um explaining, unless you're reading the codex, which the game offers plenty of that. It's terrible. But... Codex. Can I
1: give you yeah. a, a great example? Um, so Resident Evil 7, yes, it's Resident Evil 7, but it's pretty isolated, yeah. But then at the end of the game, so all right, I'm not going to spoil it. But something happens, and there's a character, <laughs> and there's I'm like... I
2: was so happy. The,
1: the, the character came out, I'm like, who the fuck is this character? I had no idea who he is, because I haven't uh, played previous Resident Evil games. What? You haven't played any of
2: them? Wow. Well, I've played some, like Whoa, some of them, like
1: shit. really early I, on.
2: I, I get, right? I get
3: what you mean. Well, but you I know guess, what I mean. Yeah. So yeah, even
1: though Resident Evil, pretty much story wise, is somewhat isolated, and you can play that on its own, and detached so from the other, other games and, and still enjoy him When you get to that end bit and you see that guy's face right. and you don't know who he is, and people in the chat are freaking <laughs> yeah, out over seeing that person. That's underwhelming. Yeah, and then yeah, I looked absolutely. up it later, and I'm oh, that's that guy. Oh, he was in these games. Okay, Who's Billy Bob? I have no clue. Yeah, exactly. Who Billy Bob is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I,
2: I know how that feels. I mean, because here's the thing is, and I've said this for a while. I, actually, I, I, funny enough, got this from Angry Joe, and I didn't realize it until he brought it up. It was that I, I, I don't like when games toss a new character at me at the end. You know, like yeah. this surprise. <laughs> He's really behind it all this whole time. Didn't see that coming. Because what gets me. Uh, into a story um, it is when I'm learning more and more as time goes on about this character. I, I think a good example, and I think it's okay to fucking spoil it now, is like Far Cry Three, where you think like right. v- Voss is gonna be the main villain, and it turns out like oh, there's this other guy, he's bad too, and like Voss is a throwaway character almost, and uh, that that type of stuff, for example, is what bothers me. Um, yeah, and so I could see how it, it can work against you also in the surprise factor, where like you know fans of Resident Evil are gonna be like, oh my god, it's you know who. Um, but if you're like lone, you know, you're gonna have this new character step in it's and you're gonna n- be it's like not there. why should I give a fuck? Yeah. And
3: it, and why is magical music playing and why is it all poignant and it's like two love affair, <laughs> you know, two people come yeah, together in love affairs. Like, who is, gives a shit? <laughs> he's not in
2: he's not in like every single Resident Evil game. He's in a lot of them, but I'm saying like it's but it's, still it's also there, possible yeah. to miss him too. You know, you could have played uh four. I don't think he was in four. Uh you know, it's like i i just i think to myself you know it's, it's also you added a character that's missable so someone yeah, might have played a previous resident so it, evil it, it's
1: always it's always a balance now I, I will say this if a game is you know number wise intended to be a true sequel then of course you you don't have to pander to people that haven't played the game previously right. of course not and of course i'm Seven not saying that nothing to do with it, six nothing it, <laughs> no it of course, I'm not saying that if a game's a spin-off or is just another edition in the franchise that you have to completely um, remove any Easter eggs or any references to the previous game. But um, if if you are going to at least make the game somewhat relevant to the previous iterations, like and I keep mentioning this game, but I will say it, Bioshock Infinite. Don't play that game if you haven't played the original. Like seriously, and and no matter That's what true. people tell That's you, even example. even if the even if the developer tells you, it's probably not true.
3: Well, I guess you guys just sort of hit on the point that I was getting to, which is that I, I just feel like there's a lack of carefulness on the developers parts now to where it, they're they're reacting to one thing in the PR and blah, blah, blah. And sometimes they get wrapped up in that and they forget. Like, you know, for example, it's almost like, hey, this is for everybody, but it's not for everybody because we're bringing the old races into the new place. But we forgot to tell everybody who is new what these new races are and um I think there's a lack of care. There's it's it's almost like their attention is focused on Twitter attacks and fucking, you know, YouTube videos from me saying the top ten reasons why you shouldn't buy, you know, whatever. Um, I don't do those videos. Fuck but, I hate those videos. But, yeah, oh, so do I. So so you get all these you get all these oh, things, and I, I just think that maybe mm-hmm. maybe they get a, sometimes they get a little caught up in, in all of that day-to-day spin and the focus gets away from this. Cause this is not the first sequel to have you sort of go. Um, okay, I sort of get it, but like, you forgot to introduce this guy, and you're acting like I should know him. And maybe you know, maybe I should actually play Andromeda first to see how bad that is. Maybe so, because I had actual people yeah, telling me the time, who but... were reviewing it who had not played it, <laughs> and they were telling me, and they were like, "Who the fuck is this dude?" I mean,
2: like, and uh, good. No, no, I'm just saying. Here, here's the thing: is that, um, and I guess it's kind of off topic. It's just that you know Andromeda is such a bad starting point because it doesn't explain why. Properly, I think why people like Mass Effect so much. I mean, it has a lot right. of the good exploration, a lot of the awesome characters to some extent. Um, but it's not like Mass Effect One, which you know, I'll admit that's my least favorite of the original trilogy. But it's still a good game. World building, um, you know, yeah, it's got awesome characters. You know, those really good choices. Uh, you know, you could start whacking characters as quick as possible, um, which I think is is powerful because then it heavily impacts too, which is why. Two is my favorite, personally. Point Mm -hmm. being, though, is that um, one's just a great starting point, because you also understand, okay, you know, yeah, it's dated, the gameplay, ugh. But um, it it, it properly explains why Mass Effect was special to gamers, and I don't think Andromeda does that successfully. What I do commend BioWare for, though, is that this, and what I was afraid of, is that it did not feel in any way, shape, or form like Inquisition in space. Uh, That was good. You know, I because yeah. I, I, I think it was very easy to take that Inquisition template. Okay, we got a game of the year here. I say that in quotes, uh, and, and we'll take that and, and put Mass Effect on that template, and let's, let's fucking sweep people off their feet.
3: Yeah, they didn't do that.
2: Yeah, thank goodness. Which I think
3: is awesome. Yeah, but interesting. Yeah.
1: So, so, but did we ever talk about the facial animations? They they look better.
3: <laughs> at least the eyes look better holy shit
2: (laughs) i mean i went on a little rant on why i I don't like how you know i I should have prefaced this before i went on my rant it's like i don't want people to think i don't want these problems left unaddressed yeah exactly it's like no we want obviously the game fixed it's just that what excites me more and I'll, i'll use overwatch as an example is when the game comes out and it is in my opinion, balanced, and it is fun, and then they announce, and then like, the next big thing they announce is like, uh, you know, because they pay close attention to the meta, who's being used too much, and they always tweak heroes who are lower, and maybe those who are higher get turned down a little bit. So you're always seeing heroes getting juggled around, maybe less for the sake of balance, but more so just, it's always this endless cycle, so it makes the game fun to come back each update. It's not Flexible. Yeah, it's not like the game was broken, and they're patching things in, Um, but it's exciting as a gamer, I think, When I'll use Neo as a a better example is when the game came out and the first announcement, it was like patches, I think maybe for like an audio bug, but like the, the, the focus of the patch was like, oh, we're going to have a boss rush mode. It's like, awesome. You know, Neo's best part was the bosses. And now they're having a boss rush mode. And they're like, after that, you know, we got our first theory DLC coming out two weeks after that. And like, it's all free. It's like, that excites me. That makes me want to come back to your game. You know, what shouldn't excite gamers? And I'm not there to decide. What should excite you and what shouldn't, but what I feel shouldn't excite gamers is when you're hearing features being finished up, like a character creator in an RPG.
1: Is, because... is it excitement or is it relief?
2: That's I a good mean, question, I, and you know you're probably I mean, I, right. It's I, Probably I, a little for, bit of relief. For
1: facial animations—it's like when they fix the eyes; it's a night and day difference. And and you know this is not saying that that it should have been done at launch, but etc. But like when when people have experienced those facial animations and they see that night and day difference. I, I think maybe people are, are confusing their excitement for just relief and saying, Oh well that actually looks better. But that just makes me happy. Yeah, way- it should have been done at launch, but I'm still happy about it.
2: And I, I tested the patch. I, I sat on Andromeda for like a good hour and you know went around, did some conversations and and tested all the things that they said they fixed in this one. And here's how I describe it. Like you look at the Asaris and you're like, Wow, you know, this is this is what I expected. You know, these the Asari look fantastic the humans uh, like i i said in my video you went from turd to shiny turd like they are still really bad that's just the best way of describing it and, and
3: prior to the podcast i think i said mannequin to glassy-eyed freaky yeah, doll yeah like you know i mean
2: it's they look better you know and you can tell where the focus went because like i'll talk to certain humans and like eh, they're okay but like okay i talked to cora like look the same I talked to Addison, like, the focus of the memes, like, my face is tired. Holy shit, she looks so different now. It's like, it's obvious that they were, like... Yeah, she looks a lot different. Yeah, it was like, it was very obvious that they were like, okay, let's, like, get a generalized fix, but Addison, like, please get on (laughs) her. Please. And, and I get why, but it's just that it's clear, I think, now that the animation skeleton for the aliens was used on the humans as well, and that's why the humans still, even after a fix, don't look that good until, Here's the, give it two months, and yeah, they'll look great.
3: I think the awesome thing is, is like next year, right, um, we're going to have a good number of probably stories about what happened truly. Um, you can't look at Andromeda and not uh, understand that something really weird did happen in its development. I think everybody's past the point of pretending that it's all been status quo. You have No Man's Sky, same, Mafia 3. These are games that had huge amounts of PR that released in incredibly odd fashion yeah and so what Hmm. i can't wait for is a year Uh... (laughs) yeah in a year or two when we can all discuss this and we know some of the stories and then the developers who are working on current games can look at those and go okay because this happens where a developer will read a, a news article about the behind the scenes of LA Noir, for example, which was oh. tremendously bad. <laughs> Team Bondi and all the shit it, Oh, it was Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's fantastic in its oh my god, did that really happen this? It's and same thing with Red Dead uh one in and how, how it's barely ha- how it barely runs at any time. You know, these are these are really cool things that developers, other developers, can look at and go, Okay, you know what? If we're going to do the same steps they did, let's watch out for this. If we're going to do it different, what are we going to do? And there's some learning. And it sounds really fucking PR, and I hate this shit, but it does. there are some learning moments that have happened from these disasters, at least for others, who can look at them and go, for example, Horizon, like I said earlier, outsold. It was number one, and it outsold Andromeda on three different systems in the UK, which means mm. that's that's horrible. That's a horrible performance. And any company is going to look at that and go, okay, we lost out to a single IP on one system with ours that is on three or four, if you include the PC. Um, And other developers will look at that and go, okay, they put in a ton of money, they did this and that, and they still didn't work out. What happened? And what can we take from that? And that's why I'm excited, because a lot of new developers are out there trying to make their new games. Indie guys who are like, you know, I don't know the fucking missteps. And sadly enough, the largest games of the last couple months have been missteps. I mean not to be rude, but a lot of the big games when Mafia 3 landed, I remember Maddie and I talking and I'm like, dude, it, whatever is going on is it, it's unreal what's going on in this game, especially for as popular as it is. So, hmm. I'm I'm excited. I'm too. it sounds bad, but I'm really excited <laughs> for like developers going, let's fucking not do that. Apparently Mafia 3 <laughs> looks
2: like way better now or something it like does.
3: that. Yeah. It does. It does. Kudos to – there's a patch that has actually improved stuff, and that's – they have yeah. turned it around. Here's the
2: thing I always say, and I said this about Andromeda. Same thing Gibby said for v 3. That don't fix bad game design. <laughs> no. It does not. You know, Andromeda – No Man's Yeah, Sky. sure. I can skip between hopping to planets. It still doesn't change the fact that, like, there was this one planet uh, where you find out on a nexus that there's a disease, and you hop, like, four or five different – galaxies or solar systems Some there was a uh, conversation in my comments and people were arguing which it was i think it was solar systems but you you hop like five different solar systems to finally land on a planet that it was that i already was on just like five minutes before this it, it's just <laughs> it's redundant you know
1: yeah. so, so can i ask like and this is an honest honest question that i wondered from both of you if the animation the facial animations were perfect how good of a game would this be? Like, what what are the it other didn't issues? Even impact
3: because me, that's the thing. Wouldn't it, wouldn't but... would I hated them, and it still wouldn't impact me. The but games it's funny though much...
1: because. Looking in someone that's not looking at Mass Effect news every day, all I really hear, like in terms of complaints, is facial animations. And I'm sure that there are other complaints. So, what are the other complaints works. compared to previous games?
2: Here's oh, a, I know why. Here's the thing is, that, it's the meme. It's, it's getting the clicks. Okay, that's why. It's but it's not only point. that,
3: Maddie. It's not only that. It's video. You can show that. You can't show game design that's terrible very often. Matt Matt could cut seven solar system jumps back to where he was, but he would have to explain all that. Yeah. Where this on the surface shit. Here's the thing: we can argue about the deep stuff and getting that fixed, but guess what? The surface stuff is also bad. So at some point, to get to the soft, chewy nougat of shit in the center, you have to, unfortunately, dig yourself through all of the stuff. I would actually
1: like to know, like, what you know, what hardcore fans of uh, of Mass Effect actually think it. uh, I'm
2: telling you, disregarding the facial animations, it is the Fallout 4 of mass effect like it is a decent game yeah. i will remember it as a decent game but it will be the this the the game that is fucking polarized to shit by fans of old and new were like probably new fans will step in and be like dude this is great what's your problem and old fans will be like that's not the mass effect i loved for the past three games it's, yeah i'm okay. telling you uh, it, and it, also it, the
3: personalization it's... is gone uh your renegade and paragon i know maddie likes that they removed them but they didn't add anything to them. Yeah. so like it, no so it, there's that's the thing
2: is that they it's removed weird. the skeleton and it's just like a pile of mush now you know
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's
2: just it, like what's going on I, i've said this time and time again is that removing like the the paragon renegade yeah now you don't have two narrow paths where you're making mindless choices where okay i'm gonna be a bad guy in this playthrough so you're just hitting rt every time i get that what happens, though, is when you add these four tones and impulsive actions is now you just have this nice guy system. You 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 Being mean is, is near impossible, and on top of that, it, it just doesn't, like you said, it, no personalization. Um, it's much easier when you just have a structure that had a good and bad with multiple responses in between. That yeah. you dictate for yourself. It's not the game telling you, you're going to be casual here, or you're going to be logical here. You know, it's just... How about two options or something like that? And, and, and loan,
3: biggest... I
2: think. And no,
3: on. I agree. I agree. I was just going to say. I think with loan, there's other issues that that like Maddie and I notice as small issues that all combine to become a huge issue. For example, yeah, like okay. when you're mining, mining is unskippable, or now it's not. I think now I think they added that to be the to be skippable, but there. So that gets added in, right? And then this travel thing is unskippable, and then it's got a weird camera angle when you come off of a planet, and you're like, what? Mm-hmm. What is so it, it trying a lot to show of small me? Small things. Yeah, and that and and the thing about Mass Effect originally that I think most people gravitated to was that there was a core excellent story and the worlds were sort of built around those and they were sort of fleshed out. You have a lot of that in Andromeda, but the core story has to have a character and it does not sell that character very well. And that's okay. a part of gameplay. Role-playing is a part of gameplay and there isn't any. And Maddie and I joke about like it was just binary in mass effects it actually wasn't you could be paragon renegade or you had like the the lower choices which were like sort of good guy, sort of bad guy this has none of that it's it's as maddie said there's there is a couple situations where you are you are trained to hate the person that is in front of you you are like i this person needs to die and you cannot do anything other than thank them for basically killing everybody it's the most fucked up decision i've ever seen and that's
2: <laughs> some serious role-playing not being
3: oh my, it's absurd it's absurd when you're like wait a minute good job I sort of like your job pretty okay job just give him a thumbs up and you're like but he killed people what the fuck yeah. you know like so I, I, and then role-playing starts into it I think gun battle's great Maddie thinks I know we've talked like yeah. the, the, the movement gun also. battles great. great um, but unfortunately the game's at least half of it is exploring so, and know. that is not great. Well, that's the thing <laughs> like,
2: is, like, questing-wise, the game's better, but it's, like I said, the mm-hmm. game constantly gets in the way of itself. That's, that's, and I'm, I'm, I am I'm apologize to the viewers who have heard us ramble on about this before, but now we're explaining to Loney Pony here about <laughs> why. Well,
3: this is gameplay discussion. It's not just Mass yeah. Effect. I yeah.
2: mean. It's just that, yeah, and this has happened with plenty of other games where Andromeda will pose an interesting quest with, with cool context behind it for example that i'll talk about the quest i mentioned before was the one where you find out this woman's disease and if it turns into widespread disease it can wipe out millions of people and it's just a side quest you're like oh that's compelling that sounds awesome like you know that sounds like a believable issue like wait there's new disease here too they're not properly medicated or whatever you know we got to stop this girl and figure out what happens it's like all right awesome so i'm probably gonna like track her down to one planet you track five i think different vapor paths like i said through solar systems which then, by the point I finally land on Kadara, I'm like, I don't even want to do this quest. And, and mind you, with Kadara, you land on the upper port section, then you have to oh, go yeah, to the you elevator, have to loading screen, underneath, yeah. run out, get in your uh, Nomad, then drive to the quest point. And it, it's like, and even, oh, mind you, when you get to that quest point, you have to scan something, you have to... Drive down a hill, scan again, drive down the hill, scan again, drive down the hill, scan again, then you get to her finally. So, the, like I said, the game gets in the way of itself. Where if it was just like, I hop maybe two solar systems, hey, she's here, you go there, you track her down, then boom, quest done, makes the biggest difference. Because, like, one of the biggest issues in the game, and that's why I said to people, is that the patch isn't going to fix how good this game is, like, functional wise, because it, it, it still has awful pacing. You know, it doesn't change the fact that. One of the updates in the patch was you can buy remnant decryption keys, which get rid of the remnant puzzles, which in order to unlock more quests and options throughout the worlds you're exploring, you need to do these puzzles. So it's not like the game's getting rid of the puzzles. They're just giving you an option to bypass them. You still got to drive out of your way to like three different points on every planet to bypass these puzzles. And then you still got to go in that vault and you still got to go all the way to the end. You still got to activate the thing and then go all the way back. You still got to do all that. So it doesn't change the fact that fundamentally the game has bad design. It does. Um, And it's, it's it's like no man's, it's just, it's it's not good.
3: It's like no man's sky alone. Like it's got a patch um, that adds cars, right? It's got uh, a patch that adds a lot of ground vehicles. And I know a lot of people are happy about it, but the thing is, is that though they've done some patches to fix some of the issues, it's, it hasn't fixed for me, the core issue is that what, I, and by the way, I actually did not dislike No Man's Sky because I, I was prepared for what I was going to get. But, yeah. So um, was I. It, we
2: were both not surprised.
3: It, <laughs> yeah, but it it also didn't – it doesn't change much. So, like, if you don't like No Man's Sky originally, you're not going to go, okay, the oh, patches you like it now. making yeah. me- Exactly, because yeah. the gameplay is still messed up. And I know exactly what you mean by, like, oh, it's just the facial animations are so easy. Uh, it's a meme. The reason why things are those is because they are instantly, shockingly noticeable. Yeah. Okay. And, and so in a weird way, it, it, it sort of answers its own question. The moment you see it, where, remember the Mass Effect one where Shepard turns and his head spins? Have you guys <laughs> yeah. seen that? And it spins like three times? That shit is haunting. Like, yeah. I would fucking, I would, in the middle of the night, I'd just throw my controller and be like, we're done. So <laughs> so it, it triggers in your mind, right? And so that's what is brought up. And a lot of people see that and they're like, well, if this easy thing that is shallow to see, that is seen by all very quickly, is, is, is broken, what else is not being taken care of deeper in this title? And that's why I'm really happy, like I said, that other developers will get to see this and, and, and dissect it. That's how they learn. If you go to GDC, these guys are always talking about it. They're like, the, yeah. the, the, the hidden secret is that the, the, the failures of others most of the time means a success somewhere else and, and it's sad, the
2: success of but, others like I, I always bring it up true
3: true is, is yeah. that
2: you know for, for you know better or worse for for changed how games are released now uh, look at shadow, oh, yeah. shadow of War. look at right. uh, what's another game agents of mayhem yeah like 4 months 5 months until they launch and like yeah. people are really excited and it's awesome you know that but that's how games are are working nowadays battlefield 1 star wars battlefront you know Short hype cycles now. That's the new standard because people saw, hey, you know, Fallout 4, it's a good game. You know, but, like, it wasn't... I wouldn't say that it was good enough in the sense where, holy fuck, you know, it it should have sold 20 million plus copies type of good. Or I I wouldn't have predicted that unless there was that hype. And that's how they're like, okay, so what did they do to trigger that hype despite having, like, a decent game? You know, nothing... Um, it was Amazing. just more of what Bethesda's offered in the past, I think, except it removed a lot of what was special. I'm not going to get on that tangent though. Um, point being is that, yeah, they're they're following what did they do during the marketing cycle to maximize all those sales despite Fallout 4 not being this crazy good game. And so, yeah, you can you can learn from the successes as well, of course. Um, but what happens then is that you'll have cases like if, thank God this has stopped. I uh, probably jinxed it, but you know, you'd have that Ubisoft-itis, climb the big thing and You know, here's all your map icons. Like, Uh, oh my god, every fucking game. Breath of the Wild does that. Yeah, every game did that. And and it's less frequent now um, where, for example, in Horizon Zero Dawn and Breath of the Wild, they're more accepting of it because they do different things to it, like... Uh, Breath of the Wild, it's its like a climbing challenge. You'll have, like, one covered in spikes and stuff, and, and you'll have to get up there. There's one where, like, uh, the uh, the turrets are set up, and they're shooting at you, so you have to be very careful while you climb it, and once you get up top, it's not Still like... so a... fucking annoying. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, not like you press a button, and it gives you everything. You actually have to physically look for them. Is this
3: why Lone doesn't play games for very long? Because he starts <laughs> to hate them? He's like, This is no, the only sorry. game I've spent 60 hours alive. What the fucking... No, Don't no, like, <laughs> to to spikes! Again,
1: to play Devil's Advocate against myself... The, these ta- the towers. It's true, but they will, uh, these towers in Breath of the Wild, uh, when you when you actually climb them and activate them, they activate pretty big blocks and chunks of the map. So it's different
3: to how Assassin's Creed operates, right? Right, which is mm-hmm. just blurt shit out. Yeah, it's map mess. Assassin's Creed's always been really good at map mess. Like the moment you see it, you're all. I'm just gonna experience this world through its icons. Like I'm not even gonna. Yeah. I'm yeah. not even gonna really remember. It's almost like mm-hmm. if you have somebody who has uh, waypoints in a race. Where sometimes I'll be, well, what about the third turn? And they're like, honestly, I don't know where the third turn is because I just look at where the icons point me. And you're like, that's well, the thing,
2: thing. That's why I was more forgiving of uh, Horizon Zero Dawn because...
3: Oh, it's it did just, well.
2: It's just revealing the map. And it makes and you sense don't in to. the context of the universe. Yeah, you didn't need right. to, but it, it just revealed the map. It didn't give you points as far as I remember. No, I don't remember, like, Mm-mm. side quests and, and collectible icons popping up. I just remember it revealing the world because the way you get collectibles is you buy maps, which, okay, then, yeah, you go icon hunting. Uh, but that's completely I mean, optional, and, and just, on top like, of that, it's it's.
3: I didn't do it. It's I didn't very lean, very yeah. lean.
1: I mean, just just do what Fallout does, and just show the map, and then start to show areas once you like once you discover them, because
3: yeah, yeah. that. I've always said Bethesda Game
2: Studios does exploration the best. I I've, I still stand by that. I'm more than willing to be proved wrong when it comes to that, but they just. They do a superb job of just the right draw distance to see something in a distance to say, is that a place I can explore? And then the map icon pops up when you're <laughs> just in that proximity. And you're like, I got to fucking check this out. They, they I do wonder, it just right.
3: is it a is it? A, have you ever asked, uh, Maddie, if it's a cone of vision check? Because there is absolutely the ability for them mm. to say, is this within view of the character? If so, how Very close fine. and then and then turn it on. I mean uh, I, I guess the
1: the thing is, it's just always having at least one thing in the in the draw distance for the for the character to have something yeah, to walk sure. towards. Because once you walk towards that, you're seeing other things, and then it's kind of snowball it, effect.
2: It, yeah, exactly. Um, right off the bat, in, in Fallout Four, Skyrim, Oblivion, Fallout Three, it's like, oh. Fuck.
1: Oh, Fallout Three, scenic overlook. You see, uh, yeah. what's it called? Do you see, I
2: think you see the Capitol building or something like that.
1: See the Capitol building, but I'm I'm trying to think of the Ten-Penny fucking name. Tower? The, the very first town. Um, oh, Megaton. An Megaton, oh. and then before that, uh, Springvale. Sorry. Oh, that's, well, that's what I'm thinking. saying, you... yeah.
2: It's like to get to Megaton, you got to go through Springvale. Or, I mean, you could mm-hmm. just shortcut straight across past the satellite thing. But I'm saying yeah, but yeah, you, if you yeah, go yeah, through you Springvale, yeah, yeah you got to go down that, that broken road. And when you go down there, it's like Springvale, Springvale School. Oh, what's that? And you pass Springvale. Um, it, it's, oh, it's a
1: bridge. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you exactly. You're like,
2: I... okay, what's this way now? <laughs> so it, it It
3: keeps doing it more and more. And then, I a, like,
1: 50 hours later, you haven't finished the first mission, you yeah. have no job, and your lo- wife yeah. has left you. Like, I, have a, just... a la-
3: I have a last question for you guys, then. Um, it, would you agree, then, that, that in a weird way, Fallout 4 feels like Fallout made by somebody else, and Mass Effect Andromeda feels like Mass Effect made by somebody else? Because yeah. that is what I feel. I feel that they got the IP, and there's a general feel, but, but you know it's not yeah let's be honest here. it's
1: it's probably is made by well, someone else because we know that right yeah. no
3: mm-hmm. of course yeah of course that's for sure but this is also just indicating not even the same dna like nobody's even there to pass yeah. on the knowledge they learned because it's a different company completely yeah, um, yeah
2: it's it's rather instead of looking at it a lot of times the comparison is skyrim to fallout 4 which i understand why you know it's bethesda's last work and they take a while to make games oh, I so i think it's okay. fair to compare that but if you look at it from fallout 3 to fallout 4 The DNA-wise, it's pretty different because Fallout 3, um, you know, had the Karma meter, and so it had choice there to reflect upon that Karma meter, which, you know, for better or for worse, gamers liked um, or or disliked, and um, they eventually got rid of that in Fallout 4, which wasn't keeping track of, like, how good or bad you were. And so they were like, oh, it's up to the player, but they didn't really give you the tools or the options to 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 track it. bad not even the track, to track it just to be bad so you were always good
3: so so do you um, feel that it was missing characterization like mass effect yeah, yeah
2: because that's the thing is that with with fallout mm-hmm. 4 it was um it, it's it, like i said a lot of this comes to fruition in that second playthrough like the first playthrough you're like oh this is just good stuff man and <laughs> yeah right it's right. when you sit down that second time you're like what the <laughs> fuck is something different and, yeah i got the same <laughs> exact outcome and you're like and mm-hmm. and at least in fallout 3 well it's not like the the most, it's one of my favorite games of all time, but I think it's mostly due to it was my first Fallout, Nostalgia, nostalgia. I've, I've never seen anything like that. Um, point being is, if you take a hard, honest look at it, you really got two story paths here. You got the good guy the bad guy. And you're sure, you can take neutral, but at the, when you're at the end of the game, it's really a good and bad ending. But even yeah. that showed DNA that, you know, Bethesda can make the big open world with the lots of quests, and as well as, you know, the, the role-playing to some extent. Right. Fallout 4 almost essentially removes that, so it's a lot of go here, kill this.
3: Yeah. Right. and
2: uh, trying to I- make a more emotionally impactful story. And I, I here's the thing is that people slam Bethesda they are like, I'm not going to trust them again. I'm like, dude, if I'm Bethesda and I make one decent game out of, like, four Game of the Year titles, I'm really not concerned. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, if their next game isn't that good, I've said this to people so many times, if their next game isn't that good, then I'll be They'd concerned. Then be concerned, yeah. But right now, okay, I get if you're disappointed with Fallout 4, really wasn't the worst thing in the world. But, it, you know, it, it's if they continue that trend again, it's like, okay, let's... Take an honest look at this. What's going on here? Because yeah, makes sense. like I said, you know, Fallout Three was often a lot of the time interaction with the universe, interaction with the characters, and, and you know, not too much focus on the shooting. And maybe that's because the gunplay wasn't that good. You know, for Fallout Four, they're like, hey, our gunplay is good. Let's push that a little bit more. So you'd have more quests where you just kill things. Um, right. But yeah, I, I've always said that one of the keys to a good RPG, I feel, is just let you so- solve your problems with your words.
3: You yeah. And yeah. if for you sure. get
2: that option. Then that's a good element to role playing in general. But yeah. that's about all the time we have for this episode. Two hours, 17 minutes, 49 seconds. As oh, I'm speaking. Nice. I got to cut, cut down episode. the
3: rants. Sorry. Uh,
2: I think I talked for like five minutes on why I hate Mass Effects Patch. So <laughs> I think I got to as well. But uh, this, um, is a, this is a great show, man. Wow. Uh, yeah, it. it was
3: a blast. I like talking about like, you know, e- even though it sounds negative, but once we get past that and start talking about like what developers, are, are, you know, can learn. Mm. The fact is, is that Horizon, we like the open world because they learned. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. so so it's awesome in that way. I also want to say I'm going to be covering um, Surge. Uh, I got oh, an interview yeah. with uh, Monday. I'll release on, the mate? interview. Yeah, it's coming out May seventeenth, and then I'll do a preview on this on uh, Monday of the Surge, which is like Dark Souls, futuristic. Yeah, and I'm not I'm awesome. not allowed to say much other than an overview, and I can just say I've only played it a couple hours, but motherfucker, that's fun. Really? That's... <laughs> oh my god! It, like that's I was playing it. People who made um, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, te- uh not Technomancer, was it but Learn um, the
2: Fallen, was it? Yeah, or, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say. But, well,
3: in some of them but they it's a german developer that okay. that hired some people from america that's yeah. who i'm talking to actually I'm to look at um, that. i might want to try reviewing dude.
2: that cuz I, I love neo i love dark souls bloodborne So,
3: and if you like neo do you like the speed i always use slow like, stance <laughs> cuz dude i'm telling you um the moment you play surge within 5 minutes you're like whoa i'm fast it's it's awesome like All and right. it feels it, it they've changed like high and low attacks so instead hmm. it's vertical and horizontal yep, and so you have ha- oh dude you have to that. like watch for openings against bosses and
2: awesome stuff
3: fuck it's fun at least for the two hours that, i've played
2: and not to not to hold you any longer is it a 60 hour game
3: though uh it's it's not spider web which is what i keep calling the 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 b company oh, i can't remember down by flame um, Bound by Flame. Sorry. is Fuck, the, um... I hated
2: that game. <laughs> I'm
3: sorry. Oh, so did I. I. So did I.
2: Oh, my God. I tore into that one. I, they, they made me feel so bad, too, because they were like, please link us your review when it's up. I rip into this game. I'm like, here's my, my review. And they're like, I hate. They're like, yeah. we see you didn't like the game. We're sorry. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm, so... I'm kind of sorry. But $59.99.
3: Okay, and so um, $60. And... And looking at it, I can only say that what I've seen and what they told me, and and what uh, looks like a bunch of Polygon and a bunch of people just are crowing about it today. Actually, um, they uh, it's supposed to be pretty long uh, and and like have a, a good amount of gameplay. But All yeah, so right. so Monday that. that'll be that'll be out.
2: Cool, cool. All right. Well, thank you, Eric, for joining us. Thank you, Lone, for getting up. That nice was a and blast.
1: Early. You're welcome.
2: Yeah, I really appreciate <laughs> that. We're um, gonna make some eggs. Yeah, I was about to say, you go eat, man. And thank you, guys. For those who listened, this is long, two hours, 20 minutes now. Be sure to fire a tweet our way. We'd like to thank you for your time. Yes, for sure. You know, it's always <laughs> awesome when you guys stay tuned for all of our blabbering the full way. And Thanks we'll for giving you up your life. Next week. Yeah. 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 Peace out. Peace out.